0: live
1: welcome thank you for tuning in and listening to this saturday night edition of free talk live What is Free Talk Live, you might be asking yourself? Well, we are a live call-in talk radio program where you can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. We got stuff we're going to talk about, uh, but, you know, if you like that, you can talk about that. If not, change the subject, bring up whatever you want. That's why we're here. The telephone number, should you need it, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Kahuna. And uh, we are expecting peakless, but uh, should he not make it, we may have a potential guest. (laughs) I wonder who that could be. An an unwritten... (laughs) Like, currently, he's one of the producers. Mm Mm-hmm. He's he's busy behind the scenes uh, producing content for Free Talk Live. You never know. And uh, should... uh, (laughs) Should, for whatever reason, Mr. Mountaineer not show up, uh, we will have a third chair, uh, at least for some period of time. Uh, at any rate, uh, 603-283-6160. Uh, Mr. Kuna, good to have
2: you back. Good to be back. How long has it been, man? I feel like. uh, Well, it's been a while. I can't remember if I was on the last time I was here, but that was about two and a half months ago. It, yeah. So at like least.
1: fall or something? Yeah, like? definitely. Yeah.
2: Like late fall. Yeah. Well, welcome yeah. back. Glad Thank to have you. Thank you.
1: Um, we're gonna talk about some fun stuff. The thing that I have queued up right away uh, is sort of, well, it's right up my alley anyway as as me, as a person, as a as a a, a figure, as a as a name, as a uh, an absolutist when it comes to freedom of speech. This from reason.com, cops arrested him for a fictitious traffic violation because he flipped them off. (laughs) Nice. Now, uh, uh, there's some people out there that, you know, will frown upon, like, giving cops the bird, that kind of a thing. I encourage it. Um, However, the reason that we bring this up here on this show tonight is because uh, flipping the bird to policemen is not illegal as repeatedly uh, ruled by the Burrito Supreme Court with, uh, you know, jalapenos and mustard and, you know, all the...
3: It is, however, profitable. All the accoutrements
1: (laughs) that go with a supreme burrito. Um, And so, like, this is just... This is an obvious case of uh, cops, uh, you know getting offended because somebody didn't respect their authority right uh, respect the badge yeah in the in in the words of South Park you know Cartman got upset because nobody was respecting my authority uh, so at any rate a federal judge allowed a lawsuit against the officers to proceed finding evidence of several constitutional violations uh, on a Friday night July 2018 Des Moines police, uh, Ryan Steinkamp and Brian Minahan saw D'Amico uh, Fuegenshue. That's right. That's a hell of a last name. That is mm-hmm. it. and, shoe. and it's not spelled like it sounds either. Like if I if I pronounced it the way it was spelled, I'd probably get kicked off the air.
3: Mm. <laughs> yes. Well, it sounds like it's a shoe that's on fire.
1: <laughs> Fuegenshue, a 22-year-old <laughs> black man driving west on Hickman Road. Steinkamp and Minaham, both white. I, that's, this is what I don't like about reason. Like... There's no reason. Oh, for to, that they're yeah, racist Yeah, all yeah. of the time? Yeah. That's There's no what reason, you don't like yeah. about reason? There's no
3: reason for them to even mention race in this so, particular article? So here's what I don't like about reason. Uh, they have constantly undermined anyone who goes against the government narrative while never I, under any circumstances really? offering anything except the government narrative. I get they a, are as blue-pilled as they get. I get they believe that the 9-11 report is accurate. That's that's how blue-pilled these people are. I don't wow. believe that.
1: <laughs> I, I I get a lot of my anti-government stuff from Reason. Yeah. Maybe it's like some of the editors or whatever who are okay, you know, so, a foul or whatever, but it can't be So, everybody. for
3: example, uh, they absolutely and without exception believe in their heart of hearts, and you will not keep a job there if you don't, that the politicians aren't evil. They're just stupid. None of them mean to do all of these horrible oh, things to people. They just oh, they 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 meant to be doing good. No, like you if you read like the uh, the hit piece that they did on Bobby Kennedy. Uh, oh my God! Like how dare he insinuate that politicians are possibly evil or corrupt?
1: So, um, uh, occasionally, I write things down. Uh, particularly as I'm inspired by reading other people's things or listening to other people's things or watching other people's things. And, like, sometimes it sounds like, oh, you've been reading a lot of Mises, or, oh, you obviously were like a Stefan Molyneux guy, or, like, you know, whatever. You can, like, depending on what you say and the sentencing and the phrasing, Mm -hmm. you're going to sound like some other guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, that being said, uh, I did write this recently, and this was meant to be like a, like a Twitter or a Facebook post, right? You know, just to kind of get people thinking. And uh, what I wrote was, good men do not wish to govern others because government violates individual consent. Thus, government only attracts men willing to do evil, and only evil men will govern. Now, that sounds like paraphrasing from, I don't know, a bunch of different people. Well, that sounds like an exact quote to me. No, it's not. Oh, no? No, I went out of my way to make Uh... sure it's not an exact quote, right? Uh, There are, like, parts of it that might be exact quotes from, like, other phrases Mm. or other people's sayings or other quotes or whatever. Uh, But, yeah, the whole thing in and of itself is not an exact quote.
3: Because you don't talk that way.
1: Well, (laughs) outside of this show...
3: I speak very differently. I've seen you outside of this show. Yes. And sure, it's different, but this ain't it. Only because it's cuss-laden. Yeah. Like, like, I speak basically true. the same that oh, I do so you mean, on this show. So you mean Beard Talk Live. Is, well,
1: that's, that's a more accurate representation of how I actually talk when people meet it's closer. me. Um, I do recall uh, I visited, uh, we'll call it home, and, and my, my biological sister... Uh, she's like, "Oh, you're in town?" I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm only in town for like a day or something." You know, "Come meet me. Let's go have a let's go have a beer and some dinner somewhere." You know, and so she's like, "Oh, I like this place over here." I'm like, "Okay, we'll go there. Meet me there at you know 6 p.m. or whatever it was." And so we go, and she's late, of course, because she's my sister. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, she gets there, and she's like, "So how have you been?" And I'm all effity, eff, effing, 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 effing this, effing that, effing that. And she's like, "Hey, hey, hey, eff, 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 eff." And I'm like yeah this is how i talk <laughs> right? like, this is just like you're my you of all people like should Did you know. forget no i think that like we had just been uh, not communicating in person for i mean maybe like five years or something up until that point that like she forgot mm. how cuss laden i actually
3: am when i'm maybe eating. she was listening to you on the radio too much uh because there's no fcc in way that you talk like that <laughs> well
1: um that's a whole that's probably a whole segment for another day <laughs> my family life and uh you know the radio and how they interact and it, it's just yeah it's it's a bad time for me uh however comma we want to get back to this story where on Friday night, July 2018, Des Moines police officer Orion Steinkamp and Brian Minahan saw Mr. Fugenshu, a 22-year-old black man driving west, and uh, they were assigned to a special enforcement team. So they're not even, like, regular cops at this point. They're not traffic guys. They're not... You know, setting up speed traps, right? They're they're assigned to a special enforcement team focused on illegal guns, drugs, and gang activity. Hmm. Right? Those three things. Uh, They had no reason to believe that Fugenshu was involved with any of that, but they decided to follow him anyway because he sat up highly. Okay. Because he what? He sat up highly, like in his chair, you know, in his seat during the car. How and he, like, dare you he, have like, good posture? <laughs> he sat up. We
3: like our slaves
1: crumpled. And he turned his head to stare at the officers as he passed them. Because, you know, rubbernecking doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> like, have you been on the freeway at all and seen an accident? Have you seen somebody else get pulled over? Like, rubbernecking exists, people. (laughs) this is so infuriating. Anyway, they had no reason to believe that Fugenshu was involved in any of that, but they decided to follow him anyway. Because slouch, it's the law. Because he (laughs) sat up slightly and turned his head to stare at the officers as he passed them.
3: Gotta love how the real law, what gets enforced, bears no <laughs> resemblance to anything that they're supposed to be doing. But wait,
1: there's more. <laughs> yes, if you act now, you also get this free set of Ginsu knives. Now, how much would you pay? I'm throwing it back to all the old school, like, uh... Hey, uh, no throwing knives in the studio. Late, late
2: night television infomercial watchers. Yeah. Only if you call in the next three minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, we are getting dangerously close to the sham wow guy. <laughs> You're gonna love my nuts,
1: <laughs> Vince. I believe his name was. Uh. Yes. Uh, after the cops followed Shu for several blocks, so they didn't pull him over right away or anything. They just like decided to follow a guy very creepily, yeah. like a
2: stalker. Stalked.
1: Um. Yeah. He expressed his irritation at the unjustified attention by giving them the finger. Yes. Which, like, yeah,
3: I mean. Good for you.
1: Like, if anyone, if any car, just like, you know, if I was driving by a thing and I looked at a car and they decided to follow me and I noticed they were following me, I might, like, slow it down a little bit
2: and hurl a bird in their general direction. I did that yesterday on my long drive. Yeah. And, you know, that's a natural reaction. I mean, why should the cops be uh, subject to anything different?
3: Yeah. I have well, sh- see you're a peon and they are a P Ah, I forgot not on. I forgot. And yes. you see as a higher <laughs> class see, see- Leaders are chosen by God, or whatever works these days, to, to have the reverse morality. Ah, uh, yes. So whereas if you run around saying, hey, I don't like how you drive, so you can either give me money or I abduct you, that's bad. Mm-hmm. But if they don't run around doing that, then that's bad for them. Okay. Yes.
1: So he expressed his <laughs> irritation at the unjustified attention by giving them the finger. Steincap and Minahan, the cops, did not like that, uh, so the author claims. Uh, so they continued following Fugenshu and pulled him over for an invented traffic violation. Mm. Because they can do that, right? They can yep. just say, oh, yeah, you know, your uh, uh, one of your license yep. plate lights isn't working right. It's flickering. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, it looks like one of your tires is underinflated right they can make up any kind of bs that they want to manufacture pulling you over uh if you reside in the United States of America and you have not had this happen to you you're probably in the minority
3: or my favorite yeah. you were all
1: over the lane <laughs> you were wandering all over the avenue of consideration that, that
2: happened to me that yeah. happened that happened to me i think i told you about that a uh, couple trips oh, up yeah. there yeah. middle of the night guy he pulls me over at, you know, it was like four in the morning, so he probably figured I was coming back from someplace. Yeah. Actually, i just gotten up and I was starting my trip. Right. And Yeah. Uh, and he's like, well, you know, you were you were on the white line. He was hoping you were DUI. Yeah. Yeah. When in fact, you were like, I got my coffee. I just yeah, woke yeah, up. I said I, I said, I had a good night's sleep. But I just woke up like half an hour ago. I'm hitting the road. I'm sober as a judge. He's like, mm. he's like, gives me this nasty look. <laughs> I I really don't like that term.
3: How dare you not be my first ticket of the day?
1: I I don't like that term. I was
3: hoping to extort you. There you are, being sober while you drive. You're 100% sober
1: and awake. Sober as a judge. There has to be a better example of being sober than a judge. Because we all know that sometimes judges go out for like their three drink cocktails oh, yeah. at lunch. Oh, sober is a back.
3: teetotaler. <laughs> oh, sober is a straight edge. You know, updated a little. Okay, all
1: right, we're getting there. You keep thinking on that. Uh, I'm working <laughs> Let on us it. know how I'm it goes throughout
3: that. the evening. We'll check in with you from time to time. Sober is a nun. Um, mm. hmm. I because I don't trust those friars, d- d- man. But the nuns, I'm pretty sure. That they not are... Definitely not sober
2: as a pastor. I mean, I've. Yeah. I've I've seen some you know. Have you had facts. the communion wine?
3: I mean, this oh, is potent. Man.
2: Yeah, I mean they, <laughs> they don't, don't they don't just limit themselves that little mini shot glass. No, they're like the leftovers. The they're leftover. doing behind the
1: scenes when the congregation <laughs> leaves. They're like, come on, let's get effed
3: up. I mean, hey, you try delivering a sermon sober. Oh, very true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we've gotten off to a kicking start so far here in Saturday Night Edition of Free Talk Live. Let's continue. During the traffic stop, supposed traffic stop, alleged traffic stop, the officers handcuffed Fugenshu, roughed him up, searched his car, and arrested him for the alleged traffic infraction. They also charged him with marijuana possession after the car search turned up a bit of pot and a portable phone charger that they mistakenly thought was a digital scale. Oh, (laughs) Wow. A little digital oh, scale oh, trick. In, in, intent to distribute. You guys have a digital scale? Oh, it's a phone charger? Oh, I'm sorry. We don't know our tech.
3: <laughs> well, so there is a downside of only hiring stupid people for a job? Like, you, you remember how someone, like, sued them because they wouldn't hire him because he was too smart. Oh,
1: no, they've gone on record. It's publicly available information that uh, most police departments have what they call an iq limit mm-hmm. right that if your iq is above x it varies a little bit from department to department but basically yeah. if
2: you're above average
1: iq yeah. you ain't mm-hmm. getting
2: a job because that might that might mean that you actually might think for yourself mm-hmm. and not be 100 percent compliant I, yes sir how
3: are you supposed to follow orders then <laughs> You're a loose cannon doing things because they're good and virtuous instead of written down by a man in a black
1: robe. Thinking it through logically, step by step. Helping society be peaceful. What do you think this job is? When Fugenshu sued Steinkamp and Minahan. That sounds like like a law office, doesn't it? At the law office of Steinkamp and Minahan. Anyway, when Fugenshu sued the cops... For a litany of constitutional violations, they argued, uh, the cops is, this is, the, the cops argued that they were shielded by qualified immunity. Ah, yes. Which bars federal civil rights claims against government officials unless their alleged misconduct
3: violated clearly established law. Little did they know that we found the one shink in qualified immunity's armor. And that is, if there is established case law of exactly this kind of a thing, that is the one exception to their qualified immunity. And little did they know that, yeah, we're actually allowed to use words and <laughs> gestures to express ourselves even to you. Or oh, especially to you. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. reasonably, yes, but yeah, they expect to be beyond re- reproach, not because of their behavior, mm-hmm. but because they expect to be able to beat and torture who they disagree with.
1: Yeah, contrary to popular opinion, everyone out there in listener land, badges do not grant special rights.
3: I mean, they kind of do, but like they're not supposed. To. No, 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 they do not grant rights. They uh, grant powers.
1: Powers, privileges. Yeah.
3: That being really... in a gang means you have access to a gang. Right. But powers and privileges, never mistake those for rights. I mean, that that way lies the Richie Rich path of there's no such thing. No, <laughs> there is such it a is, thing. Who is not here to defend himself. We've, we've <laughs> gone into this topic extensively. All right, let's not do it now. Point being... If you start thinking that there's no such thing as rights, then we lose the capacity to be peaceful with each other. These people don't have more rights than you. They have more powers than you. They just have
1: uh, hallucinated authority. Yeah. Uh, Like, realistically, these are just people. Yeah, they're wearing fancy costumes and they're carrying guns and, (laughs) and that kind of a thing. So, like, that's something to think about. But realistically, they sleep somewhere. You know, they have a home, they have a bed, they put their pants on one leg at a time, right? All this kind of thing. They they are just people that the rest of humanity hallucinates has more authority than anyone else,
3: in my opinion. Well, and the damnable misery of it is this. They know someone has their back and we don't. And we really could just start getting each other's back <laughs> yeah. so often there are that s- every one of us knows, you know what? <laughs> no if you are absurd and you violate me there will be people on my side too there are so many
1: more of us than there are of them it's orders of magnitude that really if quote the people unquote Of any given geographic area, I don't care what government you're under, I don't care if you're overseas, I don't care if you're in the United States, I don't care if you're Mexico, wherever, wherever you're at, there are more of you than there are of them,
2: and so if the people
1: are ever truly fed up, they know what to do.
2: Well, that's, I mean, that we saw that during the COVID era, Uh, not enough, obviously, but the people that stood up and didn't just say, bow down and say, yes, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, whatever, they, uh, you know, they, I mean, and we're, we're some of them, right? Yeah. We're really? some of that group. Um, I mean, we pretty much got through that area, that era, unchecked and living our lives normally. Yeah. Well, and most people didn't because they're not willing or able to do well, it. Well, and a bunch of people mm. who did stand up got their businesses closed. Well, that's true. They the, got the, canceled the, off of the, any sort of social the, media their or their advertising. Lives, their lives ruined. Yep. Remember those guys that owned the gym? Um, i forget where that new york or new jersey yep. and they literally i mean the they they had the business boarded up they had they went in there they tore the the boards out they and they're try- kicked they're, they're, it in man and they're trying they're trying to just reopen their gym and these the cops and the, the officials they kept boarding it up it's like this is insane yeah they kicked in the uh plywood that they yeah. boarded up their their right. own gym with to reopen it right that's insane but i mean but that's like an extreme good case of fighting back Mm -hmm. but these are the things that need to happen and like what i mean by there's
1: more of us than there are of them is exactly that yeah right like they might be able to assemble you know a small unit of people to come and board up your business late Mm -hmm. at night when you're not around or when you're closed on the weekend or whatever that kind of crap but if you just show up
3: Mm. Open it back up. Yeah, yep. Grab a yep. hammer, yep. grab yep. a saw, grab yep. a foot, you right. know, whatever you got to do. And these things are happening more often. I mean, you remember the the Bundy Ranch case mm-hmm. and, oh, and, yeah. the, and the trucker protest. Oh, yeah. And now there's the thing at the border with Texas. And, like, yeah. the space between these events where we actually start having mm-hmm. each other's back yep. are getting closer and closer together. Yep. And that's how we get out of this. 603 283 6160,
1: that's the telephone number. If you want to call in and uh, voice your opinion, talk about what we're talking about, or change the subject, bring up whatever's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. We've got more about this story, your calls, and more still to come. Stay tuned.
4: This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by that treasury. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya Protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. dash Dash.org.
1: Welcome back. Thank you for listening and tuning in to tonight's episode of Free Talk Live. The telephone number if you want to join us 603-283-6160. We got a couple callers on hold. We'll get to them momentarily. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me, Beagle's Mountaineer, Kahuna And uh, before we go on, Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency made for spending. Dash transactions are irreversible, so Dash is great for merchants. Plus, its network is protected from 51% attacks by its Chain Locks technology. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and use Dash. You can learn more at dash.org. Again, dash dot org. All right. We were talking about this story from Reason.com, where a uh, Mr. Fugenshu flipped off some cops as they were sort of driving by. These cops weren't necessarily uh, traffic cops or patrol cops. They were assigned to some sort of special team of, like, drug and gang enforcement kind of thing. And weapons, but they didn't take kindly to the flippening, <laughs> the bird, the bird hurling, if you will, the bird. The is bird the word. flippening, yeah. The bird is the word in this case, and so they decided to follow him around for a while in a car with like some other people,
3: and then finally pull him over. But let's call it what it is stalking. But- they went, huh? You have too good of posture. <laughs> And you have looked directly at us. You're dare you make allowed. eye contact?
2: With avert your eyes.
3: Oh, you little peons aren't supposed to look directly at us.
1: And to be fair, it wasn't until after... Avert your gaze. It wasn't until after the stocking.
3: Just the making, stalking, just <laughs> yes. words up now. The that, stalkery,
1: the stalkery that the cops pulled him over, like, like that. The the, the well, dude, it wasn't until that, after
3: the stalkery that he flipped them off. Right, exactly. So like, it wasn't until the bird flipping <laughs> that they pulled him over. Right, the the arresting happened. <laughs>
1: Arrestery. <laughs> Arrestery, Uh We have more to talk about on this story, but we have a couple of callers on hold. Let's go to. I think this is Dan calling from Missouri. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live
5: thank you gentlemen i appreciate it very much hey what's on your mind um, it's been on my mind i sleep good at night about it but it still aggravates me and i don't see a good justification for what i experienced um i don't really know how to start it you guys know what budget spend it or lose it means
3: yeah yes. in uh, in I think it was uh, falling down that really uh, was my first exposure to the idea that uh, when it comes to government programs, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't spend the entire uh, allotment, you get less next time. So they're they're incentivized yeah, to spend as much of it as possible on the most frivolous things they can.
5: Exactly right. I was drafted near the end of the Vietnam era. I'm not a pacifist. Um, you slapped me a few times, and I guess I'd make you stop but okay. the point is yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's the
3: non-aggression principle mm-hmm. right there
5: so uh, i got hooked up in the military or put in a, in a job starting a academy down in fort Bliss, texas i was an illustrator mm-hmm. and uh, first time i experienced this i you couldn't have made me believe the insanity that i witnessed and it was at a small scale the problem is evidently it's so widespread it's really detrimental to our country. Oh, yeah. What happened was they, they heard they were going to have an, um, a surprise inspection. It wasn't much of a surprise because they knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. They had too many secretaries, too many desks, and too many of those fancy new typewriters. You remember the kind that had the ball about the size of a golf ball and it would turn and hit faster than you could think about it?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh,
5: yeah. mhm selectromatic, I think. Yep about five, $500 a piece in 72, 70, in 1970. That's about when it was. Yeah. There we're about 500 a piece, which isn't dirt cheap by any means, not back then at least. And this buddy of mine called me up and he was almost in tears. He said, you'll never believe what I did. What'd you do? He said, well, they heard about this inspection coming. They had too many secretaries, desk and typewriters. So they sent the secretaries home They put the desk and the chairs in a warehouse somewhere. He was told, direct ordered, exactly where to go bury those typewriters in the desert sand out in El Paso. Wow. (laughs) What, like their corpses? (laughs) They told him, they said, if we go out there, they gave him explicit directions as to exactly where to dig the hole and bury them. Do not wrap them up in a tarp. Box them. You bury them directly in the sand. They didn't want him selling them or mm-hmm. pawning them or anything. And I can understand that, but why didn't they just hide them somewhere instead of destroy them?
2: <laughs> well, that would be logical.
1: Well, if they magically <laughs> reappeared somewhere down the line, <laughs> then like the inventory yeah. would be thrown off, right?
5: So that always, and then I, I really got to looking, and they did that a lot out of this budget, spend it or lose it insanity. And, and when I ask them, they said, well, you know, it's been that way a long time. And my answer to that is, well, let's just keep screwing the taxpayer then. Yeah.
1: This reminds me of all the uh, all the, 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 the press some time back uh, where, like, oh, $700 for a toilet seat and, you know, $1,000 for a hammer and this kind of a thing, uh, you know, was exposed. I also have a vision in my head now of, like, years later, like right about now, for example, let's say that part of the desert uh, isn't being used by the military anymore. And there's some old guy, you know what I mean? And yeah. he's just like, you know, he's retired. He's got nothing to do. He's got like one of these metal detector things. And he's like, yeah. you know, just sort of vaguely hovering above the sand. And he discovers what he thinks is the treasure trove. Mm-hmm. He's like, I found something big. And he digs it up and it's typewriters.
2: Yeah. <laughs> You know
5: I, to say they're worthless once they've been buried yeah, directly in yeah. sand, oh
2: yeah, you know that's
5: uh, okay, so another uh, one real quick um, yeah. a guy married into my family on my dad's side and he became a um it was at least a sergeant major major maybe a command sergeant major of one of the the military reserve units here in our little town. That was his full time job and um uh, I ran into him in the town where we shop a lot, eight miles away from where we live. And I, I said, I liked him. We got along famously. I mean, yeah. he's a good guy and all that. And I said, you know, I'm not picking on you, but I, I want you to answer me a question if you can. I said, how much? And I said, do you handle the money for that reserve unit? And he goes, Oh yeah. He was, he was out of it for a number of years. By the time I got around to thinking I ought to ask him. And I said, um, uh, how much do you think was unnecessarily spent for yearly budget because mm-hmm. of budget spend it or lose it? And I didn't have to explain to him what that meant. He yeah. didn't hesitate one second. He says, "Well, I can tell you, says at least thirty percent."
1: Wow!
5: Can you imagine yeah. what thirty percent? If that's if that's even close mm-hmm. to a norm, all the reserve military all the reserve units across this nation, not to mention the full-blown military. Don't well, use yeah. that insanity.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, and then, like, imagine, uh, you know, you're a hard-working Joe, you know, you're making your, your hourly rates or your salary or whatever, but, uh, oh, well, what if you yeah. had 30% less of your taxes taken out?
2: Yeah, and I, I think yeah. this, this speaks to, I think, a, a much larger issue, and I, I'm being kind here when I say... Uh, Military, which is really a part of the government, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to talk about government sort of generally, there's a disconnect between the money spent and the people who own it, right? I mean, so the government views it as their money. They never think of it as our money, meaning right. the people's, people who actually earned it, mm-hmm. And and they have weird terms for it, like they'll use the word invest, you know, we made an investment which is really just spending. Yep. So there's very uh odd um disconnect between reality and the way they operate when it comes to money.
3: Yeah, by the way, uh $4,000 a piece is uh modern uh cost of those typewriters. Wow. Yeah. Doubt it.
5: Yeah. Wow. Doubt it a bit. That was in that I got out in 71, so that was about 70 when that happened. Yeah.
2: And that was state of the art back then.
3: hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you imagine it was, it was a, like a nice uh, floor full of those typewriters. Yeah, that gets uh, up there pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Dan?
2: That was.
5: The, uh, um, well, where was I? Oh, yeah. I, I, took, I took the liberty to make an appointment at the local university with, with the business department. Mm-hmm. And I asked them to speak to somebody that at least had a PhD wasn't too hard to do. They, I, in About two weeks, I was sitting in front of his desk, really nice guy, and uh, I said, you know, I've got a degree for what it's worth. I'm not bragging, but I never had a business class or an accounting class. He said, okay, that's fine. And I said, well, I don't even know what to call this. He said, what are you talking about? I said, do you know what I mean when I say budget, spend it, or lose it? And this is a guy, a major college in the United States, an engineering school, and uh, he said, sure, I know what that means. I said, is there any institution anywhere on planet Earth, any level of education in any country that teaches that? He closed his eyes and shook his head. He says, no. Right. Said, Are you positive? And he said, I'm positive. I said, well, yeah. why is it like that? When I said, cool. do you have Ph.D. students here? He says, yeah, if uh, they earn it, deal to get a Ph.D. in business, like any Ph.D., I guess. And I said, you telling them that they're going to run into this insanity yeah. out there? I, he goes, uh, "No, I guess not." I said, and I didn't get mad. I said, "Why not? One <laughs> right. of them might yeah. have a right.
3: solution." Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, and, and uh, it's not like the amount of the economy that the government represents is getting any smaller. Let me yeah. tell you. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I think I think part of the reason why it exists, in my opinion, is if 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 the spending side of the house actually went down. When we're talking about government from year to year, yeah. They might have to cut taxes. Oh, yeah. And and heaven forbid that would ever happen. Yeah, well, and it comes down to
1: the fact that the organization people commonly call government uh, doesn't make anything, it doesn't provide anything, right? All it does is outsource the things. But first, they take a huge cut. It
3: it provides plenty. They take a (laughs) huge cut off the top. uh destruction Uh murder genocide (laughs) it provides plenty let me just say they don't earn
1: they don't earn anything
3: (laughs) just no positive value the the
1: organization known as government doesn't earn anything they don't provide services at a market price uh they you can't unsubscribe from (laughs) government (laughs) services it's just not possible hey dan thank you so much for the call we appreciate you man Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Let's yeah. move on to. We've got another caller. This is not Dan with a D. It's Van with a V. Van, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Hey, how are you guys doing this evening?
1: We're good. What's on your mind? Uh,
6: great show, man. But I want to go back. You guys mentioned COVID, mm-hmm. and um, I just heard on the news. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Those guys who work, these scientists who work for MRNI or, you know, where they, that, that, that dope they shot on everybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're saying, well, there's some uh, toxic chemicals in that. Uh, whoa. And I'm a little, you know, uh, concerned. This guy Fauci, man. Everybody, all these politicians, yeah, Fauci lied, blah, blah, blah. And uh, we're going to go after him. They ain't going after that, dude. No. <laughs> no. Not, no,
3: Nothing will it's ever happen be, to that guy.
6: He's just going to say, I'm old. I forgot, just like the president's doing, man. And... uh it infuriates me. Oh, he hasn't of,
3: even used that. So far, he's just been saying, I never said that. Yeah, that's I, yeah, I don't remember that. that yes, yeah, gaslighting
2: yeah. supreme.
6: Yeah. Yeah, and you guys still bring that dude up, and, and that's good because, you know, you know how the media is. They, they don't want you to think about that guy anymore, you know. but what, Yeah. You know, that, yeah, was no, that very. That's an,
3: that's an important thing, right there. The media is designed to distract you from the important things. Yeah. Going after yeah. Fauci for what he has done is an important thing. Getting the Epstein client list is an important <laughs> oh thing. Like, remember <laughs> to them yeah, well, look, switching to played- a cryptocurrency is hey. an important thing, but they'd rather yeah. have you distracted hey. by AI. Let me tell you,
2: hey, hey, Fauci retire. Leave the man alone. Let no. him oh, let him yeah, retire yeah. in peace and live now. out his life. Just because you no, retired no, doesn't mean I you're just- not an asshole. <laughs>
6: Uh, well, look, you guys do a great show, but keep keep uh, you know bringing up Salci once in a while. Don't let people forget about that that guy. He's not he's not a nice guy. Not a problem,
3: then. Right? And thank you so all much right. for the call, man. We appreciate you, and thank you for keeping your uh, descriptions FCC compliant. Yeah, <laughs> I know I struggle with it.
1: We all do. I uh, yeah, it's um like I love this show, you know. However, comma I'm. I'm only able to be 98% authentic me. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's 2% authentic me that is being restrained by a government entity for question mark. Like, we air late enough. We're 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. We're on the freaking radio. Like, yeah. radio's kind of a, you know, a not as important to media as it once used to be, right? Kind of like uh, newspaper ads used to be, right? You know, re- it's important for us to be on radio, but, like, the radio industry, like, come on, man. Like, Spotify is kicking the radios, radio industry's ass, right? And
2: that, that 2% is probably not linear, so it's more like 20 25% in terms of, like, Humor, authenticity, oh, yeah. true emotion, right? Yeah. But it it's gotta be it's gotta be suppressed. It yeah. and controlled. And it is. And and sadly, like it's self suppression, right? Like I oh,
1: could I, I could sit I here and go off and then tomorrow I, not be here. I'm tempted you myself. Know? Like uh uh so at any rate. Uh did you have anything more to say about Dan or Van? We're gonna move back to
3: no, I just wanted to uh, make a note about the uh, previous caller, though, that, yeah, if they didn't have the system of use it or lose it so mm-hmm. that you always spend more, well, you see, then the politicians might possibly reduce in power, True. and that yes. is the one thing that they must avoid at all cost.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, the the just the most previous caller talking about Fauci. That was what, like, he was your god, as far as I'm concerned, for most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when most people were watching the television or listening to the news during the COVID era, you were basically yeah. hanging on every word this mousy bastard yeah. said. Trust the science.
3: Mm-hmm. I
1: am, he said, yeah, I yeah, am yeah. the I science. I am the
3: science, yes. Yeah, what's amazing to me is that, Safe and reliable is the same phrase that he used during that drug for uh, HIV that was killing everybody. Yeah. That and, and, didn't help anybody. Yeah. That oh, wouldn't you know, just like with this pandemic, You're about
1: AZT. Yeah, 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 just like
3: with this one, they had to suppress all of the the medications that actually worked, so that they could finagle this deadly medication that doesn't work. So, so one of the most telling. um
2: things that i ever that i saw during that whole era mm. with him you remember um the pro sports where they were playing the games but the stadiums were empty <laughs> they had right? they had fake they had fake, fake c- they had crowds. Cutout, cutouts in the in the crowd or, uh, my favorite right. one was the big tarp with yeah. painted on right. faces right. and you could actually you could actually like go on to the websites of the teams yeah and you could buy your own cutout like Submit a picture yourself, right? And for seventy-five bucks, or hundred bucks, they would your avatar. Your, could be in own, that chair, your own. Like you would probably see, you cost would see the same as a regular seat, right? It? Yeah, you would see Kahuna out there. For, you know, if are you a in. season
1: ticket holder? Yeah. Here's a facsimile of you <laughs> yeah, right. in the seat you could have been in had we right. not told you no, you can't.
2: Right. So during that time, and I believe it was the, the Washington Nationals because that would make sense, right? He, so Fauci was at that game, yeah. With I don't know if it his wife and a couple other officials, yeah. And they're the only ones sitting in the entire stadium together without masks. I remember that. I remember remember that that? photo. Do you remember that? I remember the photo. I think I saved that photo somewhere. I think that that crystallizes exactly who that guy is, the whole scenario. He is the chosen one. And then the the audacity to just do that, right? When everybody else is just.
3: Lacked at home, Yeah, I think I think that speaks volumes about who that man is. Yeah, it's one thing to control people and, well, kill a bunch of people. Yep. It's another thing to rub our noses in it. Correct. And this is what these people are like. Yeah, yeah that, that's exactly what Absolutely. he's like. Absolutely. Yep. Like, that is, that is a power play. Mm-hmm. That is a show of, yep. Yep. I am above you. Right. Yeah.
1: And I can't name a thing that we covered here on Free Talk Live that has not become now fact- right uh the thing about the masks not really doing anything for you at all no. we covered no. that uh, i mean almost nightly here yeah. on free talk live right. the thing about the shots mm-hmm. right containing a bunch of crap that the we jab. didn't that no one knew what was going to happen to people? Well, guess what? All that crap is happening to people now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and even though we cited uh, many uh, doctors, many scientists, many physicians talking about the contents of these different jabs and what they may or may not do to people and the fact that no one really knew what the outcome was going to be. Mm-hmm. We talked about that at length on Free Talk Live during, during COVID, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, and like so many things are coming out now. And so then like the next thing is like, we hear this, like, well, you know, we didn't know. So we should just forgive every, no, no. I'm sorry.
3: No, no! amnesty.
1: No, (laughs) you shut down art period. There was no music. There was no theater. There was no there, acting. There was no stand-up there, comedy. There was no
2: religion. There was no religion. Right? You shut down You religion. shut down the churches the synagogues. Yeah.
3: <laughs> we, we just want you to forget about it without us apologizing. It's like, at this point, I won't accept your apology. Like You need to make this up to us. Once you a gaslighting you of owe us. us. Yep. You owe us a tremendous amount and you want us to just forget about it? Yeah. Well, no, but you guys just guessed. It's like, no, we didn't guess. No, we
1: cited sources. We cited doctors. We cited scientists. We yeah. cited
3: peer reviewers. You're and a COVID research. denier. Yeah. Well, and and that's what galls me about this whole thing. Like, okay, the, the uh, AZT parallels mm-hmm. or uh, Fauci yes. being in the stands without a mask Correct. and all of this. Like, this is information, it's available mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. But how many people will never come across this information Oh, or like yeah. uh, the the January 6th thing? Like, depending on which source of information you're using, mm-hmm. there's a, this whole section of people mm-hmm. who will never come across the, the the footage of here's where they lifted uh, what, the gate and here's where I, they gave them a guided tour. I, yeah. and, I,
2: and I've talked about this before. I, I think and I think I, I agree with you with everything you just said, but sort of the interesting thing at a high level is my opinion the more intelligent you are and the smarter you are and if you're of that of that crowd yeah you you will not deny you will not admit that
3: you were fooled oh I so, wish it was that simple well
2: I, I think in a lot of cases it is I I I, 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 I know it, people I, like that they said you know what I, I just can't believe that, I think you're that right what happened I think you're right mostly however in We'll call it our circle,
1: freedom-minded yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, there are people when, when f- uh, you know, this COVID thing first came on, didn't yeah. know what to do, didn't right. know how to, you know, navigate it or right. whatever, and so right. took some extreme precautions, correct? Only to once they gathered enough information, yeah. go, oh, whoa, well, I, what? all right, I'm, I, I've gone to the extreme. I shouldn't right. be life selling
2: my entire house and you yeah. know wearing a
1: gas mask everywhere
2: I go. Right. Well, that's that's why that's and maybe I didn't say it, but I said if if you are of and, I'm, and I am stereotyping and sort of generalizing, sure. but you know, in many cases, if you are of that mindset, you just, you're just you not going to get off that bandwagon. You Because know, mm-hmm. you, you, you would have to admit yeah. that even though I'm really smart and I and I know a lot and I, I have a PhD, man, they fooled me. Oh, it's one of the I worst. Yeah. Bel- I cannot believe I got fooled. It's one of the worst I'm, yeah. qualities. I'm sure as heck not going to admit I got fooled. It's one of the worst qualities of
1: humanity um, if you are approached – and this is different from individual to individual. If you are approached in the, the correct way mm-hmm. uh, with uh, a correction of what you believe, yep. um, you will actually be uh, put into a position to reinforce your belief based on the mm-hmm. approach. Mm-hmm. So if you have a belief peakless and I come along and I challenge it, but I do it in such a way... That I, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm calling you a dumbass or something. You know what I mean? Like, if there's some sort of feeling If you put us
3: on opposite sides of the thing, then I'm going to double down on my side and be like, well, I'm even more my tribe and less your tribe. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, well, and it's a cultivated behavior because mm-hmm. it used to be that like there would be the agents of the king, right? Right. Yeah. Who like sp- like oh well, I think we should overthrow him, and if you don't double down on your support of the king, mm-hmm. you end up in jail. Right. right. So everyone who got to breed had that trait for mm-hmm. a very long time. Yep. Yeah, exactly.
2: Six zero three two eight three
1: six one six zero. That's the telephone number here at the studios of Free Talk Live if you want to join us tonight. We've got more to come regarding these cops who arrested a guy, <laughs> uh, arguably for flipping them off. We've got more of your calls and thoughts, and we've got something Orwellian in store for you. <laughs> it's Free Talk Live. More coming up.
7: Wake up and begin the Lutheromania.
0: Talk Live.
1: Yes, it is a free talk live. Welcome back. The telephone number here in the studio. What is it? Oh, yeah, six oh three. Like, I don't have it memorized. Not, I can't lie to you guys. 603. 603- oh and what's our area code? 603
3: 283
1: 6160. Again, 603 283 6160. Oddly enough, the state of New Hampshire is the first state that I'm aware of. That I have lived in. I've lived in a bunch of states. And uh, and like lived in is sort of like, yeah, maybe I was there for like eight weeks and I call it I lived there, you mm-hmm. know, kind of a thing. But it's the first state I've lived in with just the one area code. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, Washington State has like, I think four now, right? Wisconsin's yeah. got a bunch, right? These are the main states yeah. that I've sort of... Yeah, I Florida's remember. Florida's got a bunch.
2: Connecticut, which, which is where I'm originally from way back in the day, but we're talking... I think at least thirty years ago, it used to just be two o three. Yeah. Then when they came out with the eight six zero,
3: that was a big deal. Right. The area code split. Yes. As they're <laughs> called. Yeah, I, I remember when Denver had finally grown too big for a single area code. <laughs> well, and uh, they, and mind you, the old three o threes are still the coveted numbers in uh, that the, place. The, the OG. Yeah. Uh, before we go on, are you tired? of
1: the oppressive rules and moderation of the big tech social media sites. Yes, I know I am. I know I Mm -hmm. am. Our Mastodon server at social.freetalklive.com can set you free. Mastodon is free, open source, decentralized, and federated. Multiple apps are available for iOS, Android, Windows, Mac, and Linux. Social.freetalklive.com social.freetalklive.com. All right. Uh, Let's see. What do we got going on here? We want to talk more about that. Uh, Let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. I believe this is me, Rob, from Vermont. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. (laughs) Hi, Captain. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, brother. What's on your mind?
8: (laughs) All right. So uh, uh, I have a couple of things I want to share, but I want to, if it's okay with you, I want to gloat for a minute. Is that okay? Uh,
1: uh, all right, go ahead. It's Free Talk Live. I'll tell you.
8: Okay, so uh, you know, for the last month, maybe a little longer, uh, I've been smoking, you know, my cannabis using these Captain Kickass Papers. What I gotta tell
1: you, one hundred percent hemp. By the off, way, Robert. I'm sorry. I got. I got a. While you're gloating, I have to just tell people that the Captain Kickass Rolling Papers are one hundred percent hemp, uh, and they're available in Keene, New Hampshire, at both Mighty Moose locations. <laughs> See right, what
3: happens, Rob. You start bragging, it gets contagious. <laughs> go on. But uh, the thing that
8: I like about them is that you know they're not. They got this kind of flavor to them. They they were a little bit darker than a white paper, but they got this kind of funny taste to them that I like. You know, can't really quite explain it.
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh, oh, I hope that's a positive. Yeah.
8: It is. All it right, is. It's right. definitely a positive. But uh, uh, that, well, that I just you know, like I said, I anyone that. If you get a chance to use these papers, you got to go use them. They're really, really good.
3: <laughs> oh, thanks, That's right. Rob. I suggest everyone come to Keene, New Hampshire, <laughs> go to the Mighty Moose Mart, or, or I guess I, uh, you can get them online.
1: I, well, you used to. Like, I never sold them online. I only sold them as part of, like, a bundle. Ooh. So, like, I have on, uh, I think, my band site. You can get there at CaptainKickAss.com. You can get to all this stuff. But I have a bundle where it's, like, uh, you get the EP, EP yeah. which is the USB card thing with all the special. The videos are on it, mm. and all that kind of crap. Uh, there's some extra musical stuff on there too. You get the EP. You get a T-shirt. You get rolling papers. Mm. All for forty bucks. Mm. It's a good so deal. It's a pretty sweet yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, it, when people ordered just like the physical EP, and yeah, it's just twenty bucks for the EP, um, I was including uh, two packs of the rolling papers when you order that, just free. Uh, but I've I've kind of run out. The only inventory left is at the Mighty Moose Marts right now.
8: Well, I know where there's plenty of those papers, and if I want to go buy a stack of them, I will.
1: Nice. There you That's go. That's
8: right. All right, what else, hey, Rep? So uh, I wanted to share something with you, and that is is that I found out recently in New Hampshire that, you know, the public libraries, like – in, over in Concord, they have a a, a public law library. Yeah. And mm. last week, or it may have been maybe a week and a half ago, now of now the public libraries in New Hampshire not all of them, but a few of them now carry, you know, a law library. In other words. You go to a library and there's a computer there and you can do the same kind of research there, like as if you were going to go over the Concord. And Keene is one of those libraries. Is that new? Yes. It's only been out for about a week and a half.
1: Oh, man, yeah. In fact, I just found it. Uh, City of Keene, this is uh, keenenh.gov, the state of New Hampshire judicial branch is partnering with the Keene Public Library, to provide access to Westlaw and small collections of legal titles beginning in February of 2024, which, well, it's like, it's now, 10 days ago. <laughs> uh, the public library will add on to its non-circulating reference collection, two law book collections, etc., and so on, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, nice yeah. find, Rob.
8: Yeah, absolutely. And I would recommend, you know, to all of our libertarian friends that, You know, uh, check out your local libraries. It's not just in Keene. There's other libraries out there that have this same kind of connection, but not all of them. But my opinion is they all should be.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. I think that uh, having. uh, As much as I don't like what I call Mm -hmm. the second set of books, right? This is like. How the the mechanisms of law actually works after you've been accused or attacked by the state for something like uh, it's it's difficult enough for you to navigate that without any knowledge. Uh, if you can have a resource that provides you with some of that knowledge, I'm all for it. Even though it comes exactly. via the state, yeah. like I think that like my first thought is why the hell hasn't been the case the whole time? Mm. You know, like it's about time, and hopefully that expands.
8: Exactly, and uh, it will benefit a lot of people. And, and you know, moving on from that subject, it, it leads me into this next subject, sort of the same scenario. And I've been uh, looking into, you know, these AI bots, artificial intelligence, you know, blended with uh, quantum computing. Yeah. And... Man, oh man, I'll tell you what, it, it's a lot to take in, but I, I, there's it, no question in my mind this is a thing. It really is.
3: Um, I'm going to push back on that one. Uh, okay. So, quantum computing, uh, uh, from the research that I've done, it is so early. Like, at this point, they may, may have uh, calculated the function of a two- digit number f- slightly faster than the ordinary way mm. it's possible we're not totally sure but it's two digits so like well I'm uh,
8: I'm not a you know an expert in quantum computing or AI but what I've been learning is that it's gonna you know, uh, you know if you're a lawyer out there you're you're done you're toast you
3: know oh that's ju- that's true about ai for sure yeah. but uh yeah yeah, yeah. uh ai i mean the the pushback i have on that is like it's not like the general ai like they promised you know it's not skynet and terminator uh but yeah it absolutely does is it star trek
1: where i can like be roaming around my house or <laughs> ship or whatever and be like computer please calculate the ingredients needed for me to make this souffle uh, just about, yeah. yeah.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah, and it absolutely does uh, just annihilate the utility of attorneys for the most part, because mm-hmm. that's it's basically that, their yeah. job is to know a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. that is completely useless except when the state is coming after you, and well, we I mean, can just have the have the machine do it.
8: it. It you know if you've ever been to the Concord Li- Law Library before, that place just with the library alone. Is enormous. I mean, there's so many books, you know, and one of these AI bots, you know, they're saying that, you know, it's a J.D. I mean, it knows, you know, all the rules and laws of district courts, superior court, Supreme Court, appellate courts. It knows it all.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's court. and that's mm-hmm. the and that's the thing that uh basketball court, yeah, like a human is not going to be good at knowing every case <laughs> that has ever happened you you get lucky by, oh well, I studied enough of cases that are in this particular niche, right. Whereas there might be some other case. uh, Attorneys who specialize. Yeah, exactly. Whereas there might be some other case that it just so happens that also has to do with this, but it's in this, you know, usually other part of law. And AIs are perfect at that. They just run through the entirety of case law. And yeah, they might give you some garbage information, but you can use your human brain to weed through a little bit of garbage and go, wow, here's all of this that no person could have ever handed me. I,
1: and, Rob, I'll give you a chance in a minute, but because, Piklas you brought it up, we've talked about, you and I specifically have talked about how there are so many laws, regulations, statutes, whatever the term is you want to use, for, like, demands the state puts upon people. Mm-hmm. And it could be local, could be county, could be city, could be town, could be state, could be federal. There are so many of these that they actually can't be counted. Right. <laughs> Now, how does AI factor into that? Does is AI sort of the answer to all of that, that it knows how many laws, regulations, statutes, and you know, et cetera that there
3: are? Well, if you have plugged every single one of them into it, then yeah. yeah. Then yeah, AI is actually right. capable of calculating how many laws there are. Wow. Yeah. If yeah. you've plugged all, right. all of them into it. All right. Oh, let's give Rob a chance. Go ahead, Rob.
8: Well I mean it won't be no problem for it to plug into it. I mean, all of those law books that are over in Concord, I mean, it could it could breeze right through those, no problem mm-hmm. at all and, and spit out answers in in you know, seconds, if not, you know, within the first few minutes. And that's just incredible. And I think it's a it's a game changer. My, ask me.
2: my question though is Okay, so you have the sort of the factual things. Mm-hmm. How do you? How does AI, uh, for example, know or that the exact circumstances of whatever case you're bringing or situation exactly fit what's in the database? Well, it and does, that, that, right? So, I mean, that's the.
3: That's, well, the and that's, ju- that's
2: that's the judgment part of it right, right right so yeah.
3: that's that's the 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 trade-off right yeah, so yeah, yeah. you need the human judgment to look at that and yeah. say no that's nonsense right because because yeah. that's the thing the ai will give you something mm-hmm. uh it will give you some garbage but it will also give you some nuggets of information that no human being could possibly hand to you okay Yeah, what I think is going to be amazing down the line, so consider podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. How many podcasts are there? Nobody Nobody knows. knows. Nobody knows. How many episodes of those podcasts are there? Nobody knows. What was discussed in them? A human brain could never know. But we can actually reach the point where, like, at least a significant enough chunk of of all of the podcasts, can be part of the library that an AI is accessing. Mm-hmm. So when you ask, hey, what have people figured out about this? They can comb through this immense library of human knowledge from all of these different perspectives and give you some sampling of what they found.
2: And then the AI can create its own podcast.
3: Oh, that's that's already happened. Right, yeah. yes. Yeah. I mean, so... Do we not need podcasts. How
2: anymore? do we know that Rob the
1: no, Caller... No, we still need
3: humans and their how do, contact. How do
1: we know that Rob the Caller is not an AI? Anymore? Ah, that's true.
3: I, I would be surprised <laughs> if he got replaced. <laughs>
1: Rob, have you been stolen and replaced with an exact
3: duplicate? Jeez, your
8: whole drink cool me out there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. Hey, Rob, thank you for the call, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, and that one's... 603 283 That one's a real tricky one because, you know, our listeners at the moment, how do they know that we're not AIs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a tricky one.
1: Hopefully by as many times as I screw up and almost cuss. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that should... Ah, but a good yeah. AI would have figured out, well, let's yeah. see. There's yeah. this ratio of having to yeah. dump himself. Correct. So I will randomly <laughs> assign that every one... I
1: wonder, I wonder if I'm the only host of Free Talk Live that's had to dump himself.
3: No, no, I'm, I'm sure you're not. And I know for a fact Ian has had to.
1: He's dumped himself? Yeah. I know he's dumped others. Yeah. But I don't recall him actually dumping himself i mean i've been listening for quite some time now i haven't heard every episode of course if only there were like an ai that we could (laughs) ask this question of that could filter through all of the episodes and be like no actually it was on uh you know september 15th of you know 2001 and this uh friday night episode of free talk live where ian did dump himself
3: yeah of course the uh the problems of AI are something that, to some extent, we can use AI to fight. So, like, hey, AI, is this you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, okay, so like if— My analysis shows that wow. since this is this, 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 and this, this is, in fact, a deep fake. <laughs> All right. Thank you, AI. Okay,
1: now I envision, like, a league of AI fighters, mm. right? It's AI versus AI. It's kind of like the WWE but with, it's the like, w- like, AI like Anti-AI. The World anti- Wrestling AI, and the
2: Artificial
3: a- a- the inter- a- AI. <laughs> Anti-AI. <laughs> I also and wonder. it is worth uh, realizing that we are still pretty early on in this stuff. I, 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 so yeah, yeah, like a lot of this is possible, but it'll be a long time before we get developed. And like a lot of what AI is doing is stuff that I thought they were going to come out with pretty quick after the internet existed. And it's taken us decades to get here. I also wonder because
1: uh, Free Talk Live currently has a number of female hosts and co-hosts, uh, and Free Talk Live has traditionally, throughout the years, had some number of female presence, either first chair, second chair, whatever it is. So I'm I would be curious as to what the numbers are regarding the dumping, right? Like, is it are dudes more dumped for cussing than than the chicks? You know, what are the what are the numbers as far as the sexes are concerned, right? Mm-hmm. Do, do dudes get dumped more than chicks? Now, uh, to be fair, there's probably been more of a male presence, at least in libertarian circles, than there has female presence. But I don't know that that's necessarily true about Free Talk Live. If it is, it's it's very slightly above, you know, uh, like the the male to female ratio. The male would be dominant uh, as far as the number of males that have been on the show versus the number of females. But I mean, I recall like when I was listening. Religiously, back in the Seattle area, uh, folks like uh, Allie and Ellen, right, always on here. There was a, there was a bunch of people that like were here for a minute and then and then left. You know what I mean? They went on to do other things. Uh, and so, you know, I'm I'm curious. Is like, how many of them slipped up once in a while and like failed the FCC test? <laughs> <laughs> there was a. Uh, uh, back in the Seattle area, there was a a drive time show at uh, the five p.m. hour, four to, you know, five thirty something mm-hmm. like that, and uh, there was this guy. He was called the Ted Smith because mm. he's such a you know common name. They had to throw the in front of it to make him special somehow. They used to play this game called Ted versus the FCC, <laughs> <laughs> and what they would do is they would have listeners write in. Tongue twisters. <laughs> right. And oh my gosh, were the listeners ever super creative? You know, the first couple of times you got the she sells seashell, she yeah. you know, that kind of uh, uh-huh. Mary, Mary sitting in the sewing shop all day long, she sits and sews. All day long, she sews and sits. Right. They're rudimentary. But like as time went on, these things got complicated. And so like, you know, there was obvious there were like a like we are a three person team. So there was one guy just manning the dump button, just waiting for the tongue twister to go awry, and they would have to, you know, press the button and hit the buzzer or whatever when he failed. But if he got through it, then like some money went to charity or something like that. I thought that was pretty awesome. All right. Let's swing back to this article from Reason where we were talking about Cops arrested a guy for fictitious traffic violation because he flipped them off. The bird is the word, as they say. Uh, The gentleman in question, Mr. Fugenshu, has sued the cops for a litany of constitutional violations. They argued that they were shielded by qualified immunity. Last Saturday, U.S. Chief Magistrate Judge Helen C. Adams rejected that defense ruling that a jury should hear Fugenshu's allegations because it might reasonably conclude that Steinkamp and Minahan ignored constraints that should be familiar to every police officer in the country. So, I mean, win for free people in this case. Yeah. As far as her ruling that, like, oh, at least the the, the case should be heard. Right. right? <laughs> uh, because the cops are like, no, 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 we're immune. <laughs> Hide behind our, you know, mythical
3: badge of immunity. Mm-hmm. We were just being police, keeping you all safe by arresting the guy for flipping us off. The decision was a small victory for
1: civil liberties, and the abuses that Fuginshu suffered pale beside the sort of outrageous police conduct that tends to attract national attention. But this run-of-the-mill case nicely illustrates the wide discretion that the Burrito Supreme Court has given police officers to harass motorists for no good reason. Leeway that cops nevertheless managed to exceed on a regular basis. The facts of the traffic stop are mostly undisputed, conceded by police officers and or verified by dash and body cam footage. Steinkamp and Minahan pulled Fugenshu over after he stopped at a red light, signaled a right turn, and turned onto 30th Street. When Steinkamp approached Fugenshu's car, he initially refused to explain the justification for the stop. Instead, he ordered Fugenshu out of the car and handcuffed him. After Fugenshu asked numerous times why he was stopped, Steinkamp claimed Fugenshu had cut off a car that was moving north on the same street that he turned on. As evidenced by the fact that the driver had applied his brakes, Fugenshu disputed that account. Which apparently irked Steinkamp, who then proceeded to. Bend... How dare you
3: question us?
1: Yeah. So w- once he got upset about that, he proceeded to bend Fugenschuh over the hood of the patrol car, pull his handcuff arms up over his body behind him, and push his face into the hood of the car. Well,
3: yeah, because because putting someone in cuffs is totally how you deal with having to cut someone off in traffic.
1: Yeah, or just really, uh, you know, upsetting you. But then, I'm he upset. had
3: the audacity to question me. Now it's time to hurt you.
2: I'm going to shove your face right into the hood of your own car.
3: Maybe dislocate a shoulder or two. You know, good police <laughs> work. Protect and
1: serve. While frisking Fugenshu, Steinkep asked if he had insurance, at which point Fugenshu began cursing at the cops. You're going to jail now, the cops responded. 603 283 6160. Have you been accosted by police for flipping them off? Do you flip them off on a regular basis? It's Free Talk Live. Give us a call. 603 283 6160. More Free Talk Live coming up. Hi,
4: I'm Derek J. I don't want a politician to represent me. To me, Government is the idea that one group of people can coerce everyone to comply with an edict or face increasing punishments up to and including death. Despite perhaps the most noble of intentions, the best government services are a far cry from what could be provided for by voluntary interactions. Besides, the people who call themselves the government wage wars and put peaceful people in jail for crimes involving no victims. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. You can order your copy of the Director's Cut DVD now at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Yes, that is you. You, if you're hearing my voice, I'm speaking to you. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to Free Talk Live. If you're unfamiliar with our radio program, please visit freetalklive.com and find out more about what we do. Uh, Before we go on, I would like to tell you that Free Talk Live is brought to you by ForkFest. ForkFest is happening June 13th through the 16th at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. ForkFest is also decentralized, so there is no ticket cost, and no one is in charge. For more information and to connect with other attendees, you can visit the unofficial website, forkfest.party. Again, forkfest.party dot party uh come and find me i'm not hard to spot <laughs> uh either fortunately or unfortunately depending on my mood <laughs> and the time of day <laughs> how many beers how many beers i've had Or jameson's i guess uh in the studio tonight it's myself the captain you didn't give me the joining me I'm thrown off. Oh, uh, peakless mountaineer in the studio tonight. And wait, hang on. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain, joining me,
3: peakless mountaineer, and Kahuna. All right. Did we get that right? <laughs> all right. I mean, <laughs> close enough. <laughs> what were you gonna say? You were Like, er...
1: did you have a new I, name that starts I, with? An I heart? was.
3: I was waiting for Reverend Captain Kick-Out. Oh, yeah.
1: you were wanting to like, complete my name for me. Anyway. I, I was. Right.
3: Well, thanks, man. Got a whole. Got a whole uh-huh. misfire here. Uh-huh. I feel so special. It's like nope, back to the beginning.
1: <laughs> special. <laughs> uh before we go on, let's get this out of the way. We've got an unscreened caller. What's your name, please?
9: <laughs> hey Captain. Hey Kahuna. Oh god. Uh, but hey Plus. Oh, uh, I think <laughs> I think your statement that rights are the only thing that uh,
3: can generate peace is a fallacy. Uh, good. The true cause of good Huh? The day you start the agreeing with problem. me, I start getting worried, man. I didn't agree with you. I said it's a fallacy. Yeah, I know. Did you hear I what this. He the s- the oh, day that you start thinking that I'm on the right track, I get worried about my own thoughts.
9: Oh, okay. So you're glad I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm yes, sorry. yes. But the truth. The true cause of you know the you I think you would agree with me, the true cause of peaceful transaction is profitable trade. But I I think no, no, that's that's what
3: sustains it. Like the the fact that we profit off of each other is what sustains our peace. Mm Mm-hmm.
9: No. So that's where we disagree. I think it generates true, peaceful transactions. But what I think anarcho-capitalists miss is that the profit incentives also can generate societal beneficial aggression as well. And that's why I think an-caps have lost touch.
1: Give us an example of this.
9: Uh, Stealing, uh, uh, force uh, aggressively transferring property for the benefit of society. As long as it's done when profit is in I'm, mind, when it's I'm, internalized. I'm sorry, I'm looking right, for like a the,
1: practical example of when this occurs.
9: Yeah, this is a, uh, well, you can put numbers. I believe there. he's I talking about stealing stuff.
2: Re- yeah.
1: Well, that's not, yeah. that's not a function of <laughs> ANCAP society.
3: In, in particular... Um, I think he's accusing us of Capital. believing that uh, the desire to have more stuff doesn't lead to people stealing stuff.
9: No, but... Okay, so, but... Um, it's just so instead think, of you know, desire think,
3: to think, have I, more stuff, he's saying the profit incentive.
9: Yeah, I can think of one concrete example that actually happened in history. It's when uh, America, like, maybe stole some land from the Indians... This is i I call maybe just as long as the profit incentive like so when you're spending other people's money to do so, it becomes somewhat immoral because it's really unprofitable when you don't
3: yeah you're you're account, totally uh, missing the, the entire thing, man. We're saying that the profit incentive can be turned toward good if and only if those interactions are voluntary yeah no i
9: i don't I don't misunderstand that's why I think you're going wrong. Uh, it's the profit incentive itself that you should hold as as the true principle
3: no not that's insane the
9: mean toward it, which should be also not, arbitrary non- only like it
3: means like so here's the thing what counts as a profit what counts as profit as what I want is completely subjective
9: no, that's. I don't want to get, I mean, we can get into that, but I don't think a, a value is objective. Value is determined ultimately by evolution.
3: It punishes no, that's rewards ridiculous. based
9: upon how no, well.
3: so So uh, being treated in a certain way is valuable to one person and a negative value to another.
1: I mean, just there look is. at like okay, so uh, instance, like tickets to the Super Bowl, right? We said we weren't going to talk about this tonight, but we're going to tickets to the Super 100. Bowl, the big what, game. What what makes the price of those things so far more astronomical than the price to any other sporting event on planet Earth, right? It's because
9: the hypothetical.
1: It's it no, it's it's a real tangible thing. You go look it up right now if you want to buy a ticket to tomorrow's game. You can do so if you're willing to pay in exchange price. We're talking ten, twenty, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars. Now, why has that price escalated so? It's because of supply and demand.
9: Surprise! Oh yeah, that's that's not uh, well. That's like you're, now you're getting into price theory. Well, so demand, demand,
3: demand is a the, function yeah, of subjective value. Yes. Right. So so that's that's yeah, where your demand comes from. So yes, I don't value, value that. Is a function Like, I would not take a Super Bowl ticket for a single cent. It is not worth a penny to me uh, if I have to actually use the thing, uh, except that I know that it's subjectively valuable to other people. Yeah, but
9: subjective value is only approximate cause to uh, demand. the ultimate cause of even subjective values, objective value. You reference objective reality, right? It's the physical properties of the good and the circumstances in which it's consumed that dictate dictate what you even think of what your expected value is. See, the Austrians confuse language. They turn what academics calls expected value into value, in order to justify the non-aggression principle and not aggressing against someone, not questioning their decisions. And that's why I think Austrian economics is a deceiver. They're not here to educate. They're here to convince you that uh, laissez-faire policy is what to do. And
1: I'm for... Okay, thanks for the call.
2: <sighs> Man, it's like, that, exhausting, just, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, well... Because that... no, matter, no matter what you say... It ain't right, dude. Yeah, like, that's, that's that's basically he could say like, that, and that's 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 the message.
1: Like like to be truthful, when it comes to something like uh, tickets to something like a Super Bowl, yeah, those people who are willing to spend the buku bucks, you know, fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars to get a ticket to get into the game, they're not they're not paying for the game. They're really not. They're paying for the memory that will be created of them well, attending and, a thing
2: that happens and, once a year, and, and that's not. Sometimes it's just the prestige, right? Right. So in other words, um, I went to the Super Bowl. Oh, you went to the Super Bowl. Wow, man i I want to go to the Super Bowl sometime before I die. Right. You know, bucket or, list, whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there it's it goes beyond just x number of tickets available. Y number of people want it. Right. Okay.
1: Right. That's, well, that's like why people don't all drive Hyundais. Instead, some people drive mm-hmm. Cadillacs. Right. Right. Because like while the value of getting from point A to point B might commonly be X, you mm-hmm. know, let's call it, you know, $5,000, yep. uh, the value of getting from point A to point B in luxury mm-hmm. is worth more to some people. For some people,
3: yep. Subjective value. Right. Exactly. Well, and- What Skeeter doesn't realize is that since it is subjective, while he believes in his heart of hearts that what he has to say is objectively valuable, like it just is valuable because it is correct and it is with evolution itself, here I am having a negative evaluation Mm -hmm. of continuing to hear your thoughts. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's well true. So. Well that's so. true. Like I think the <laughs> mm, the
1: subjective value of Skeeter's uh, chronic calling uh, and and whining and complaining and uh, you know otherwise strawmanning of many things uh, like is a detriment potentially to some of
3: our listeners. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and unfortunately, uh, some callers are just incapable of having a conversation. And as he's as he's you know personally pointed out, he cannot transition from saying a thing to listening to a thing. He he's just not yeah. capable of doing right. that, and that's what we need to do in order to, to talk to each other. Right? Because he'll say
2: something, and then you'll respond. Right. No, what you don't understand is, and then blah 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 blah.
3: Right. And if you if you try and say uh, a question, it. He can't shift gears Correct. and actually listen to what you're saying, mm-hmm. think about it, and then mm-hmm. respond to what you're saying. And he's certainly not our only caller that that's oh, the I know. trouble. Yeah. With. yeah, yeah. Well, not, not picking on him. Yeah, not, that, but, that that that's true.
1: And like, like to some extent, uh, he has shown propensity to think. Oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right? that's, uh, that's always welcome. To,
1: to sew concepts together, mm-hmm. right, and go, oh, if this, then that, right? X equals, you know, like logic commands, basic uh, computer programming comes to mind, yep. right? If this, then that, and, you know, then go to ten or whatever, mm-hmm. right, back in the day for all you old school programmers out there.
2: It, you know, and, and, and we think about this at a high level, right? These are all theories. We're talking about economic theories, theories of value. So uh, – and we can argue which one we think is the best or makes the most sense. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're all theories. Yeah. So it's not Skeeter's right, peakless wrong, right? I mean, we can we can argue the merits, but it's it shouldn't be that type I mean, of conversation. I mean, I might think that, but you like, might, you you might, might, not. You might well, You're right. You might I think mean, that in your brain, but like, I, I,
3: think, I think you can argue the merits without it having sure. to be either or. So I think that subjective value is both theoretically sound – Okay. And objectively verifiable. Okay. Consider Dogecoin. <laughs> <All right. laughs> why is that why is that so valuable? Oof. It's not because it has to do with our evolution. It doesn't make us more evolutionarily fit to like the coin with the dog on it. It's no, cool, man. It's because there's subjective value. Right, right. And part of that subjective value is having a sense of humor. Right. And who's to say how valuable a joke is? Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, oh, the, you, the you ticket put a, to a number the on it, but here show. we are putting a number <laughs> on it. So, yeah, it, it's both... It's both theoretically sound because if you actually think about it, that is where value comes from mm-hmm. is the experiencer.
1: Like Skeeter, yep. if you're still listening, when I ask for like an example of what you're trying to illustrate, I mean a specific uh, real life tangible uh, example, right like mm. that that I can wrap my brain around with specific things. That's why I used like the Super Bowl thing, right? Cuz that's popular in the news right now. Everybody's talking mm-hmm. about that crap. But we could also use something like real estate. Yes. Right? Yes. Have you ever heard of a motivated seller? Oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, here's a here's a guy who's got a, a house that he bought in I don't know, 1978 for $25,000. Right. Right? And now it's 2024, and that same house is going on the market for $300,000. Right, I'm just using numbers for a tangible example. Right now, uh, he claims, or at least in the ad, or the real estate agent representing him claims to be a motivated seller. What does that mean? That means that like he might be asking for three hundred, but my take is that like he might come down to two hundred, two fifty. So you know, he he might come in a little yeah. less if I come in with I'm pre-approved or I got an all cash offer or something like that. Yeah. Now, I've also seen, because I've monitored the real estate market for a number of years now, at least locally, right, in the New Hampshire, southern, southwestern New Hampshire area, oftentimes there are people who will list a place, again, for, let's say, $300,000. Some period of time will go by, a month, two months, three months, and they'll lower their price. I'm no longer asking three hundred. Mm-hmm. Now I'm asking two fifty for the same house. Mm-hmm. Why did the value change? Well, because they're motivated to sell. So now what they thought was the highest value for that property they could get, turns out it wasn't, at least in the period of time in which they wanted to sell it. So now they've lowered the price in order to garner somebody who is a suitor to purchase that property.
3: Yeah, Yeah, And one of the basic concepts is, so if you're in the middle of a desert... That one that one bottle of water is going to be incredibly valuable to right. you. Yeah. Like you will promise maybe a thousand hours of labor in exchange for that first bottle of water. Now that second bottle of water is still pretty valuable, but it's not as valuable as the first. Yeah. yeah. And you know, at some point, you're like, yeah it's it's just really not worth my labor yeah, yeah. to get that four thousandth yeah. bottle of water
2: yeah, marginal utility right so what is that? And, and marginal utility yeah okay.
3: it's it's called marginal utility yeah and what that really illustrates is that value changes from moment to moment and even and- from example of the same interaction. Two Example of the same interaction. Yeah. And then, I mean, then you can get into impar-
2: imperfect markets, and markets are very imperfect. Um, mm-hmm. For example, real estate, right? So you, and I've, I've experienced this myself. So yeah. you've, you're, you're, let's say you're selling a house, yep. right? And you've got two offers on the table. Okay. Offer, offer A is the higher offer. Okay. Um, By not a dollar, but, you know, a meaningful amount to you, whatever that is. And offer B is less. But man, you just don't like the guy, like you know, you, the way the way they presented the offer, sort of you, rubs you the wrong way, and and you think, man, like going through inspections and stuff with this guy on the other side is going to be a nightmare. And I just don't want to deal with that, man. I, I'm going through a divorce. I want to get rid of this house. Mm-hmm. I'm taking offer B, even though it's less money in my pocket, because I want it's going to be a smoother transaction. I I value. The simplicity of not having to deal with this guy. You value the A. smoother transaction yeah, yeah. over so, the right.
1: larger right. numerical but, but, dollar but, Right,
2: but somebody from the outside didn't necessarily know all the facts and just look at the numbers. Well, you, why do you take B? It was It's 20000 less. That's right. crazy. You got robbed. Yeah, you got, robbed? you got taken, man. you You got taken, man. You could have got so much more.
3: Right. Yeah, so... And- that's, and imperfect an information yeah. is also a part of that. So, yeah, like yeah. you know, that that guy might not bring his uh, uh, price down from three from three hundred thousand to two hundred fifty thousand right. if he knows that similar things on the market are going for three hundred fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. Right. But right. if he doesn't know that, then there he is cutting his price because mm-hmm. he thinks that he can't sell this. Right. At least you know in the time that he wants because he has imperfect information mm-hmm. and like all the, it, it, it's this it's this complex living organism that is in flux, and that's how reality works.
2: That's how markets move. Markets move, I, I think, primarily because of imperfect information. And,
3: well, and-, and, and, and and this is why, like, historically, from the very beginning, there's always been a conflict between uh, uh, people who are very focused on, like, sort of the warrior ethic and, like, mm-hmm. codes of honor and that, like, rigidity sort of thing, which, you know, mm-hmm. a certain amount of is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they hate merchants. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they just hate merchants because there you are coming to compromises and moving around and being <laughs> flexible. And that's the exact opposite of their principle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All
1: right, uh, let's move on. Let's go to, I believe this is Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live.
10: Yes. Um, yeah. Um, can you hear me? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep, you're on the radio. Hey, it's really nice to have a call and chill again. So I did talk to Bonnie on Wednesday,
1: mm-hmm.
10: and so you guys are on Saturday. But are you live on Sunday? No. Yes.
1: Yes, Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday are our current live days.
10: Wow, that's really wonderful. So I just wanted to say that, um, you know, there has been a lot of uh, demand for natural meat. I have noticed that. I guess people really could taste the hormones and the chemicals in the regular
3: beef.
2: so you yeah. mean like gra- like grass-fed beef, that sort of thing? Grass-fed,
1: non-GMO, no organic, hormones, yeah. organic, right? Yeah, this has been yeah, a, a niche market that's been growing for quite some time. You're right, Sarah.
10: Yeah, you're right. And um, <laughs> it's amazing. And then we even have like, I mean, they got these organic stuff that vitamin Cottage. They got Whole Foods, but they all have organic meat. But we even have... Um, Uh, Local, I think, two all natural just meat store Mm -hmm. that we have. Nice and yeah, but they're not on the like a stock market or or anything. And uh, so, but they're um, but you could buy like pig feet, um, beef feet for collagen. Um, They have tripe if you want it, and they save.
1: So it's a butcher
10: shop. I don't know. It's an all natural meat store, and then they have some. All natural stuff otherwise, but it's mostly like a all natural meat that they freeze, but it's all frozen, you know? So, but... Yeah.
1: Like, yeah uh, I... having, having been on the, uh, the keto diet for a period of time, uh, mm-hmm. one of the requirements, at least of the diet that I was following, was that uh, if you do eat meat, that it should be. Uh, all yeah. you know, non-GMO, non-hormone, yeah. grass-fed—you know that kind of thing. Like yeah. basically, yeah. their their advice was buy the highest quality meat with yeah. the least amount of crap in it
2: because yeah. it's better for. Yeah, I I um, have some direct experience with this recently, and I I have to say that back in the day, I I thought all the organic uh, stuff—that whole market was kind of a scam. Part of it was yeah. the well, just part was the price part of it was i would see things that are organic packaged and plastic which didn't make any sense to me <laughs> right, yeah. okay but just recently um like within the last month i hired a nutritionist oh, nice. trying to become uh, less big kahuna more mm-hmm. kahuna and um have gotten educated on a lot of things as a nurse um and a lot of data and um so now i'm kind of seeing the the purpose of it and the light and and the reason for it i'm trying to more of that type of stuff so um i got you know my 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 mind's been changed to some degree i'm still a little skeptical but um i'm learning
1: yeah well and when it comes to expense too like you know if you're doing something like trying to watch your diet or subscribing maybe you're on a doctor uh you know specified diet or whatever like money is always an object so like if you're trying to do something. But all you can afford is, you know, the regular ass meat you get at the grocery mm-hmm. store. Well, then that's all you can afford, right? You right. got to eat, right? right. So, right. like, yeah. don't let that be a factor. But if you can uh, afford a little bit better quality in the meats that you consume, even part-time, even if it's mm-hmm. just like one thing a week that you buy that's a little higher quality than normal, uh, you're going to see benefits. Right. Yeah. I, w- well, you know,
10: I, I had um, uh, Richard had a friend that her sister winded up with some sort of cancer so and then she went to her friend's house to die and uh mm. what happened was that they they decided like she has to do organic she doesn't have an option cuz she mm. is got cancer and what i heard like um maybe 3 or 4 months later the cancer got reversed
0: mm. so wow. that's
10: for the first thing yeah so that's the first thing and and the thing about it is these um these hormone fed um like uh, cake, I don't know, the, these regular meat, they're actually carcinogens. I mean, they're actually yeah. cancer-causing. Oh, yeah. It,
3: there's, oh, yeah. There, and, and, and the thing is, you cannot simultaneously have cancer and a fully functional immune system. Yeah, cancer can only grow and thrive when you have a compromise in your immune system. And one of the things that can that can cause that compromise is if you have a whole bunch of crap in the food that you're eating.
2: One thing, another thing I think uh, that I've learned about is water. Okay, so I had I was was feeling bad. um, So I suspected where I was living, the water wasn't so hot and talking with people and getting tested. So I put a filtration system in and I've started to feel better. But I, I had it tested, um, and actually there's, there is a website out there where you can put in your own zip code, and you can learn about what's in your water. and yeah. re- rel- So it turns out, I mean, there are many bad things in that water supply. One of them was, was arsenic. <laughs> at at two, 256x, the legal limit, whatever, FDA limit or whatever. Wow. Um, so, you know, maybe that's part of the reason I feel better, but, I mean, I think water... Is is frightening in terms of what that could be doing to you, depending on where you live and where you're getting water from—city water versus well water. Versus yeah, I couldn't like.
1: agree more. Look into wherever you live. Look into your your water supply. Yep. Even if you have a well on your mm-hmm. own land, have that crap tested. Oh, yeah, see what's in it, and then filter appropriately. Now, sometimes you're going to overfilter, and and that's mm-hmm. sort of sad. But like, I would rather overfilter than not filter at all, particularly yeah. on a city based water yes. system, because they do not have your
2: best interest in yeah, mind. The, yeah, the filters actually, they felt out too much stuff, so the water is tasteless, so now I have to add... I think they're called fulvic, fulvic minerals. You know, yep. A few drops to put minerals back in that are good. yeah, hey.
3: the, yeah the hardest thing to get out of there is uh, uh, fluoride because it tends to be single atoms of oh, it. Wow. And that literally turns your master gland in your brain into a tooth. Oh, Sarah,
1: geez. thank you for the call. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. Our number three of Free Talk Live is still to come. Don't go anywhere.
0: Talk Live
1: Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to Free Talk Live. It is the Saturday night edition. And if you want to be a part of the show, you can call 603-283 Six one six zero again. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me, Beakless Mountaineer, and Kahuna. Uh, before we go on, I want to say thank you to Barbara Durant. Barbara is a silver level amplifier, which means she gives five dollars per month to help get this very radio program. Onto more radio stations. We're on somewhere around a couple hundred right now. We could be on 250. We could be on 300, 350 radio stations. Not out of the question. It's all up to you. Do you value the message of freedom, peace, liberty, and prosperity? Do you enjoy the hosts, the co-hosts, the topics that we bring up? Then please consider becoming an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. We only ask for 5 bucks a month. That's the silver level. There's other levels. There's gold and platinum and a couple other ones. That I can't think of. So if you want to contribute more, you're welcome to. It is a Patreon type of a setup. So when you do contribute, uh, you get some benefits, some perks, if you will, for doing so. But that's not why you should amp. You should amp because you want to get the message of freedom spread uh, as far and wide as possible and help get this show on a more radio station. So thank you again, Barbara Durant, for your contributions. We appreciate you. All right, uh we're going to uh, let's say Segway Whiplash.
3: <laughs> it's a new hour. It's a new topic. It's a new time.
1: This from I don't remember where this came from. Does this you Kahuna? The Orwellian oh, yes. federal officials roll out airport facial recognition technology with the promise of a drum roll, please. <laughs> Strengthening privacy.
3: (laughs) Wow! Yes. (laughs) You know, you know it. It is exactly what they promised, Orwellian. Because that is some double thinking, double think, double
1: speak, double speak. Our malls and stadiums next. The very small, tiny, micro headline reads underneath it. To
3: strengthen your oh. privacy, we're just going to make sure that the computer can identify you and track your movements. Do it for your convenience and privacy. See, now, convenience, I believe. Privacy, You can no. totally make the world way more convenient for me by spying the crap out of me. <laughs> this... Definitely, but for my privacy? What is their argument? Not. Uh, not even the first entire se- The first
1: phrase. In what some might consider Orwellian doublespeak. <laughs> some. Yo. <laughs> In what actually is Orwellian doublespeak. I'm just making editorial corrections as <laughs> we, we go. Can. Federal officials are rolling out facial recognition technology at airports with a claim that they are, quote, Strengthening privacy, unquote.
3: <laughs> Jesus,
1: man! Like you can't make this uh, stuff up. You you just reality is so twisted that like even the the best like fiction writers and those the, the imagineers of our time like they can't make it up.
3: Well, you see, in order to fight communism, we just have to centrally control and plan the means of production and distribution so that each power comes from those able to those who need it. Because that's how you defeat communism. And the way we defeat fascism is making sure that there's no separation between corporation and state and maybe being a little racist later. But it's for your protection. Well, how are we supposed to defeat fascism and communism? (laughs) Unless we're well protected. Exactly. So to protect your privacy, (laughs) we're just going to make sure that the computer can scan your face and know where you are all the time.
1: Now, uh, based on this next sentence, I feel like uh, they are definitely targeting, let's just say, the average human being, or perhaps less than average Mm -hmm. when it comes to writing or at least knowledge. The Transportation Security Administration, TSA, an agency of the Federal Department of Homeland Security, DHS. Like, really, do you need to spell that out <laughs> to me? Like, like, I didn't know what the
3: TSA I, I, was. I,
2: you know, the sad thing is, I think, yes, like you said, for, for a certain segment of the
3: population, you do need to spell it out. Honestly, I didn't know what TSA stood for. Oh you didn't. Uh, Like it is really? so. It is so frequently it's, uh, just TSA. Okay, it's that touch- I had completely forgotten what it stood for. So, okay, fair enough.
2: Touching because some-
3: no one uses the actual words. Right. And that's how they get us uh, right.
1: touching some ass, right?
3: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Total sec. No tyrannical sexual assault. Yeah. <laughs> there you the TSA? go. Uh, the Transportation Security Administration. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you. Is is what it stands for, which is a a sub agency <laughs> of the DHS.
3: Department of Homeland, homeland Security. Homeland,
2: the homeland. I don't have a funny They must protect though. the yes. homeland. Yes.
3: <laughs> for, it is, must, for you, it is, must, is for your safety. We must weave together all of the intelligence agencies <laughs> into one place to so, protect the homeland.
1: This, uh, this apparent combination of uh, dual, triple acronyms posted a, quote, facial recognition technology fact sheet using that term as it acknowledged or sorry it announced the expansion of its new screening technology from nearly 30 airports to more than 400
2: I don't even know how many airports there are so i mean even one is bad 400 sounds about i mean how many are there just in the united states are there are there a thousand? Well, I don't well, know. And
1: then there's like there's municipal airports right. and that yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. like not all of them are like international airports so or hubs or presumably whatever. Presumably,
2: they're starting with the big cities, I'm guessing. I assume so as well. Yeah. yeah. They
1: start with the NFL cities and then right. you know, expand from there. Yeah.
3: So, quick question How long ago was it that talking about this would have gotten you labeled nuts? Oh, like uh, five, 10 minutes ago?
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean seriously
3: like could could yeah, we, yeah. Could we yeah, just yeah. once not skip directly from the that's an insane thing to right. think will ever yeah, happen yeah. to yeah. the of course that's what's happening and it's I, good i'm could pretty we stop sure between those two points just well, once
2: well i mean 1984 was written when uh, 30s 48. or 40s? 40s? Well, it was yeah, published in 1948, 1948 is when it
3: was
1: 48, written. 48. and the reason he called it 84 is because he just inverted, inverted the last okay, okay, numbers. Okay, so that's... Uh, so it's, probably
2: it's written in, seven, you That's know, 75 years ago-ish, yeah. 75 years. So clearly back then, um, I'm assuming, it wasn't around back then, but people were reading this and just shocked, like, oh my God, can you imagine living in a world like that? That's it's, it's insane.
1: And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> Fast forward <laughs> like, to 2024. Yep, that's the way it is.
3: Well, and I think it's because he didn't include a solution. Like, mm-hmm. thanks for the warning, but that's not how humans work. Yeah. Like, if you, if you feed humans a narrative and they start really caring about that narrative, mm-hmm. they weave themselves into it. That's just how people yeah. are built. Yeah. So there he is giving us this narrative that is very compelling, very interesting, mm-hmm. and totally dystopian. And what happened? We used it as a friggin' manual. It's
1: a playbook, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Orwell's rolling
1: over in his grave going,
3: I told you! Yeah. I told you! <laughs> yeah, well, you <laughs> should have told us how to get out of it. But, how to get around I, this. You should have mm. given us a little Smith dude that was, here's how I subverted their I network. Know that, I don't know that he
1: had that answer. Right? When, when he's right, like, so first of all, there's, there's two schools of thought with, with people like Orwell. Uh, One is uh, that he had a great imagination and was able to sort of use logic to go, okay. Well, at some point in the future, here's what I sort of foresee is going to happen. Uh, The other school of thought that I heard was that um, you know he's clairvoyant. Uh, He's able to travel in time in some way, shape, or form. (laughs) No, that's not whether through his dreams or through uh, a visionary
3: process and actually see. What life was going to be like in the future. Orwell is really simple, actually. He was in the club he like Aldous Huxley these are guys that were in the world controller socialist club Mm -hmm. he was like one of those like he was an anarcho-communist basically like one of those like uh, yeah yeah he was one of those idealistic communists that saw you know the working people being taken advantage of and so he was like no we we need to get rid of this class structure the political and economic classes are things that we need to get rid of so there he was he got invited to all the the clubs and he's talking to all of these socialists who are authoritarian socialists so they're talking about okay yeah we think we can implement this and then we'll implement this and then we'll implement this and by the time we get to here they won't even know how we got there well right. what about what about huxley then eldest huxley because same like- story same story he was in the like now huxley he was actually part of one of those uh uh Ancient eugenicist families, where like them uh, being part of this technocracy goes back for generations and generations. Yeah. And like, look at what his brother was doing, working very much in the opposite direction. And so he's just kind of in this world, and he's like, I. I can't publicly talk about this, can I? (laughs) Like, like, how am I going to let people know that there are these people who are planning to make this reality?
1: Like, I bring up the clairvoyant slash time travel thing uh, for the same reasons I do uh, when talking about Nikola Tesla, Mm. right? Because I'm thinking about uh, if if I were Nikola Tesla and I was able to somehow see you know, 2024, like I was, you know, visually transported. I'm mm-hmm. standing on the street of like New York City, and there's all these people wandering around with these magic rectangles in their mm-hmm. hand and it's doing all these amazing things, right? You know, we would think it's magic coming from back then, mm-hmm. right? And so you would describe it in this very sort of overtly magical way, which is what we get from Tesla, we get it from Huxley, we get it from Orwell, and mm-hmm. a number of other people too, right? People who like to predict things, science fiction writers, mm-hmm. Gene Roddenberry, for frick's sakes. You know what I mean? Like, all these guys, like, sort of have these visions of what the future might be. Many of them have come true, not necessarily because they traveled in time, right? That's just, you know, something that I think about from time to time. How could they, how else would they describe this stuff the way they did unless they traveled through time and were unable to accurately describe it? And thus, you know, gave the works that they did.
3: Well, Tesla in particular was less so of that. So his big thing was that he was able to just look at nature and then apply it to science. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at, at the time, like electricity was kind of like a newly uh, accessible technology. Like we had just figured out how to start wiring up houses at right, that yeah, point. Right, yeah, and
1: With DC, not AC.
3: Right. Yeah. So, so he's studying all of this stuff, but he has a keen eye for nature and what he sees in nature everywhere is that it cycles things Mm -hmm. go up and then they go down then they go up and then they go down and then he's looking at electricity and it's like well you're just you're just shoving Mm-hmm. It's like, no, there's got to be a, an easy way to move this. A give and take. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Into a system where it is up and then down. And it turns out by doing that, uh, you're basically just taking a step out of the process. <laughs> like, turns out, like, yeah, nature was giving you, uh, well, we give it a yep. negative and then we get a positive. <laughs> and then you had to, like, reverse that to all positive. And he just took that out of it. And it turns out if you take that yeah, out of it... It's
1: way more efficient.
3: Right. right. Yeah. Then you can carry that electrical energy over a way further uh, distance. distance. Yeah. yeah. But you had to kind of turn it back into direct current to uh, operate all the devices that we'd figured out. For those
1: of our listeners who are familiar with my penchant, my ability to invent what's known <laughs> as the portmanteau... <laughs> Uh, If you take uh, uh, George Orwell and Aldous Huxley, they become Huxwell. (laughs) They're just one person now. They're just called Huxwell. Georges. (laughs) Georges Huxwell. Aldorge. (laughs) Aldorge. Aldorge. (laughs) Uh, Huxwell, I think. is So all that to say, let's come back to the TSA now uh, and what they're doing. Must we? Well, no, but no,
3: I do want to but hear. They won't do, stop. Is the argument in this article of how this increases our privacy? Because I gotta hear this. <laughs>
1: yeah. TSA. This is from their 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 fact sheet. TSA strives to enhance security effectiveness and improve operational efficiency while creating an enhanced traveler experience and strengthening privacy.
2: Enhanced travel experience.
1: The agency is using second-generation credential authentication technology scanners as travelers entering the screening process. The CAT-2 units are currently deployed at nearly 30 airports nationwide, and we will expand to the more than 400 federalized airports over the coming years.
3: Don't the, think of it as a flagrant violation of your rights and decency. Well, Just think of it as an enhanced experience.
1: I mean, the, the the author pointed out at the top of this article, doublespeak, which actually doesn't occur, believe it. And I think they mentioned that in the article. Like, doublespeak isn't a term... That happens in Orwell's writings. It's just double think, right? Applied Mm, to speech, right? So that's where double speak comes from. You get the idea, right? Most people do. The fact sheet repeatedly referred to privacy in a positive light while using additional terms like enhancement, convenience, and respect. Here's another excerpt. TSA introduced facial recognition technology into the screening process at select airports. The facial recognition technology represents a significant security enhancement and improves traveler convenience. All digital IDs eligible for use at select TSA checkpoints follow the current international open standards developed by the International Organization for Standardization and provide enhanced security and privacy by design.
3: So, So there is no argument then. They're just adding this to the... Because like, I, I see what they're doing here. So... uh. Enhanced security, definitely. Yes. Like, yeah, there is. There's like, this is harder to get through. Hold for that sure. thought. Let me let me read the last enhanced, sentence. Enhanced. <laughs> hold, uh, hold,
1: hold it. Hold it. TSA policy requires that TSOs, TSA workers, show each traveler respect and ensure their privacy is protected. Okay, go on. That was the last <laughs> line of that excerpt. Like, they're not actually. Ensuring any privacy they just want the the tsa employees to ensure the travelers yeah. that their privacy is being right, protected right. don't worry peakless well
3: no so you're As talking TSO, about oh sure you're uh, this well okay so perhaps to ensure, ensure means you actually make the thing happen so if i ensure your privacy <laughs> i would do things like not scan your friggin face yeah right <laughs> <laughs> Now, if I were to for assure example. your privacy, then I would tell you, don't worry, this is for your privacy. It's like, okay, security, sure. I mean, not actually, because all of the tests that uh, TSA has ever taken, they fail, like 85% of them. That is true. Um, enhanced uh, convenience, totally. absolutely. friggin uh, lutely I mean, they will get to the point where they have tracked you so thoroughly that you don't need uh, to do a bunch of things you used to need to do and and privacy i i actually experienced this recently
1: the facial recognition yes but did you feel like your privacy was
2: enhanced absolutely <laughs> or respected yeah i it, it was not at an airport um i went on a cruise a couple months ago Ooh, with my family Francis schmancy yeah and i don't know if you've ever been on a cruise when you come back into port there's a there's a, a building was it like the the rock and roll cruise where all the rock bands go on it, that particular one was not the rock and roll cruise. Okay, I'm right. thinking about going on one of those, actually. Yeah. But um, so you come into the building and before you go to the place where you pick up your luggage, mm-hmm. there's the customs agents, right? Okay. So I hadn't been on a cruise since, I don't know, 2018 or 19. So since that time, so I I take on my passport because that's one of the things, you know, Yep. basically what you used to do is you would show that they'd ask you a few stupid questions. Right. And it said, you know, go on your way. Um, this time as we're approaching that area, there's, there's workers saying, uh, we have a new policy. Uh, you don't have to take your passport out. We have facial recognition.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: So, but she's like, it's, it's optional. But the thing was, is I'm walking toward, and I can see where the agents are. You kind of, ha- you, you're kind of like forced to walk by like the scanner things. Okay. So I'm you're I'm, in the general I, vicinity. Yeah. Understand. So I'm walking towards, cause I don't want to do the facial recognition. Yeah. I don't really even want to do the agent, but, um, so I, I'm walking towards that. And as I walked in, as I'm walking towards the agent, all of a sudden on the screen, it must've scanned me, you know, wherever the, wherever the readers are yeah. and nice green, nice big green circle check mark, like identity verified, please proceed. Wow. Just out of nowhere. Out of you nowhere. Totally yeah, and, I, and I didn't know it. that, you know, until like 10 seconds before I got to the, that area, that's when you hear these workers saying, you don't have to take your passport out. There's there's new facial recognition technology. So I experienced that like a couple months ago. I wonder if they have uh, something equivalent to that called middle finger recognition technology.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm sure they do, actually. It, it'll scan your fingerprint and mark you as a dissonant. Right. Well, yep. you see, the problem was your privacy was like... Tangible and practical, so they enhanced it into a purely theoretical abstract <laughs> exactly. privacy it's enhanced privacy oh my god you you have spiritual privacy now, uh, uh, oh do we not use that word yet you and, have uh yeah, and, digital privacy, yeah, 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 that one,
2: I mean not surprisingly like so i was so, I was so shocked, and then i turned- I was with my mother, I said, i said, I don't think I like that mom, you know, and she's like, yeah, I don't like it either I said I said I mean, she knows how what what yeah. I believe and everything, and I I said I I think that's a really bad thing. I mean, it just I, it's so awful. How could like
1: how can anybody go? Oh, that's
2: nice. Yeah, right. Like, right. Yeah, well, do you yeah, want yeah. the
1: terrorists to win? I don't imagine anyone like having this.
3: Uh,
1: I I don't you know this magical experience, right? For lack of a better uh, term to describe it, this this un. Uh, I don't know, like. I feel like it violates consent if they do it before you can consent. Yeah. Right? Like, no, you don't have permission to scan my face. Yeah. I mean, to be fair... Most of the world is covered in cameras these days, correct? right? If you're in anything that resembles, not even like an actual urban environment, but if you're in a place that resembles, like mm-hmm. some of these small towns and cities, like mm-hmm. they think they're bigger than they actually are. So they have all the big city tech, like mm. like cameras everywhere, yep. right? Stoplight yeah. cams and yep. red light, you know, all that kind of crap, right? So- And then everybody's got these—everybody's subscribing to this stupid ring thing Mm -hmm. from Amazon, Mm -hmm. and, like, cops can just hijack your feed whenever they want to. Mm -hmm. They can use your camera for any purpose. They can use it to track you down. They Mm -hmm. can use it to find out what your patterns are. When do you come and go every day? If Mm -hmm. it's attached to your uh, Android or iDevice, then it will, uh, unless you tell it otherwise— It will use it to remind you, hey, by the way, you parked your car a block and a half around the corner instead of your usual spot. Today, your commute will take you 25 minutes instead of
3: 38. No, it's creepy. (laughs) Well, Captain, you just want the terrorists to win. And this is how you get 9-11s, by just (laughs) willy-nilly not scanning everyone's irises when they come into the country. What I want is to be a
1: free man and travel from point A to point B without technology tracking my every frickin' pace.
2: Oh, that's that's so, like, 1970. Well, I mean, I am am old. It's crazy. You know, my,
1: my, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, my desire? No, my eventuality of becoming, like, the grumpy old man who shakes fists at clouds is slowly coming true. 603-283-6160. More about this, more of your calls. More Free Talk Live is still on the way. Don't go anywhere. 603 283 6160. Again, 603 283 6160. It's the final half hour of tonight's episode of Free Talk Live. Uh, we might still have time for you. Uh, in the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. Beakless Mountaineer and. Kahuna. And uh, we've been talking about this excerpt from. Where's this from?
2: news. Frontline Doctors, yeah.
3: And since we're talking about facial recognition, I want people to know there are solutions to this. Like there's special uh, uh, glasses that you can wear. There are ways of doing uh, your makeup and your hair in ways that are uh, uh, asymmetrical and basically do uh, camouflage to your face. Oh. So that the computers don't even recognize that it is a face. Huh. So there are definitely ways to circumvent this technology. Yeah, the, the information, well, it's out there. Is, is it, what was the
1: show? It's The it's Truth, out is, there? Out there. The truth is Out There? X-Files. Thank you, X-Files, yeah.
3: I, I saw a series recently. Which with, is why you should always trust the FBI in with, their investigations of the paranormal.
1: <laughs> I, I saw a series recently with Gilligan Anderson. I'm sorry, Jillian Anderson. She spells it with a G, so I was pronouncing. it Gil.
3: wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, Gill. I mean Jill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um. It wasn't a very good series. But uh, we were talking about this facial recognition being deployed in airports, and we can continue talking about that, but uh, let's go to the uh, possibly most appropriately named caller that we could while we're talking about this happening Uh, in airports. screen caller? No, he's totally screened. His name is Jet. You're on Free Talk Live.
7: Yeah, how's it going? Um, I was thinking as you were talking about this stuff that, uh, well, let me say this first. I um, I like to tune into these First Amendment auditors once in a while to get a little education on how they do things. Oh yeah, but but as but as I was writing down the notes, I thought, I think we're living in the movie Idiocracy, on the <laughs> one hand, because, I mean, we know that government is a psyop, you know, it's just it's just what everybody is made to think that is right and wrong and this kind of thing. But here we're and I also wanted to mention. Did you know that Nevada had this primary this last week? Did you ever talk about that?
2: Uh,
1: I did not.
7: This Republican primary where where Trump did not participate and Nikki Haley was beat out by none of the above. <laughs>
1: yeah. I did I, see that headline. It, it, I didn't have a chance it, to look into it. I thought it might be it, clickbait, but uh, I saw it more than one time and like that tickles me like nothing yeah,
2: else. Yeah, and it wasn't even close. I know. It wasn't even close. Really? That's, oh, yeah.
7: That's amazing.
3: Hey, I'm anyway, glad that watched, we finally found a place that votes for who deserves the power. <laughs> None of the above. Well,
7: I, think that, I think we should get rid of, <laughs> of all these different parties like Democrats, Republicans, and just in, just install the Idiocracy Party. But um, I was, I'm watching the First Amendment auditor thing, and this guy really wasn't the First Amendment auditor. He was just uh, a civilian or a person walking the street that, uh, that knew... The tricks. So he was stopped in the parking lot by these cops under some false impression that he could, he was potentially inebriated and uh, they wanted to see his ID. Okay. And, and he said, I'm not showing the ID. Of course, they come up with the same old thing. Well, we need to see your ID because <laughs> whenever we are called to a situation, we have to investigate. And in our investigation, we have to know who we're talking to. And he responds by his, but I don't have to give you an ID unless I have been lawfully arrested for a crime. He said, "What's the crime?" And they said, uh, "Failure to identify." <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> You're under arrest difficult. for resisting arrest, <laughs> but you haven't arrested me yet. Well, stop resisting.
7: <laughs> exactly, and you don't you don't realize how many. Police do this very same thing. Whether it's trespassing or failure to identify, you, you can't trespass me from a public building. Well, yes, we can. Well, you can't because they haven't committed a crime. He said, "What's the crime? Trespassing." I mean, <laughs> are these are these people truly that lacking in intelligence, yes. or is it a trick?
3: No. The, so the enforcement is truly that lacking in intelligence. And as we covered earlier, you are not allowed to be a police officer if you have an IQ over a certain level. Right. Now, as far as the people who are commanding them, they are not stupid people. Those are evil people. And it's important okay. to keep it straight. Yeah,
7: but that's it's just something I wanted to throw in there because I heard the discussion about, about the double speak, double think, rethink, circular logic, all this kind of stuff. It's it's like i I was saying, we're living
3: in the movie. Yeah. But, well, uh, and, and it's it, it, it's that narrative structure. And just like all of these stories where you have the big bad that is actually, you know, a, a conniving, you know, intelligence. And then you have their enforcer, the dragon, as the uh, uh, TV tropes will tell you. Yeah. Uh, who is not smart, but very powerful that is exactly how things work. The cop on the street is not smart, but they will shoot you and call an infinite number of people to shoot you if you resist. But the person telling them right. what to do is very smart.
7: Okay, I'll take your word for that. I um because I wanted to do something similar to the First Amendment auditing thing um, here soon. I, I've been calling around to the departments and asking them, you know, how do they respond to this? What's their, what are their rules? That kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, and over in Cortellini, Idaho, I got the best response. I mean, they were, they were, I guess they've learned their lesson because the has said, yeah, we just, you know, these people do what they're doing unless they're actually creating some kind of a big problem. Nice. Mm. So yeah, which is odd because there was this one auditor or if you can call him that the, uh, what's it called? Anna Guess, Anna, whatever, whatever the press name is he uh, has. It's a very odd name from okay. um, Long Island, New York. Um, and he was here in Coeur at one time and got totally harassed by the police and had to educate them and was almost arrested, that kind of thing, just from setting up his camera outside a liquor store, which is run by the state much like there in New Hampshire. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was quite the thing where they had to, they had to gather a half a dozen cops around. And at that point, they're all trying to talk to you. You don't know who's supposed to be in charge and all this stuff. But still, um, what I want to do with the um, videoing and that is I'm going to go around to various large churches. I'm going to set up, my camera. And when people come to ask me what I'm doing, of course initially I'll be evasive, but then I'll finally give in and say, "Well, I'm I'm just filming those people who are uninterested in helping the homeless." <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which is most people, right?
7: Yeah. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> See what kind of reaction I get out of that. I've got to work up my dialogue after that. But <laughs> That's all I had
1: for today, sorry. <laughs> hey, Jet, thank you so much for the call and for being a listener. We appreciate you. Call us back whenever you want to, uh, 603-283-6160. Uh,
3: this article... And I feel obligated to point out that these are just people with no more rights than you or I. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah, that's generally the uh, his calling card. Yeah. So I appreciate you filling that in for him. I'm sure he does, too. Uh, this article goes on to talk about uh, this TSA facial recognition, and even though everything we've talked about, like, uh, okay, it's in like 30 select airports now, it's they're rolling it out to 400, which doesn't sound like select to me, sounds like mm-hmm. all, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, the app exempts illegal aliens. Mm-hmm. What? What? That's the next thing it says. The app exempts illegal aliens. Some have taken to Twitter to point out that if the technology was truly for the security of passengers, there would be no exceptions, particularly not for those who break the law entering the U.S. and refuse to identify themselves. Uh, The NY Post publicized the TSA sign referred to in— There's a post here about uh, a Twitter post. Uh, but it adds that almost half a million illegal aliens can use a government app, allowing them to fly without any picture at all. And they can even refuse a request that they take a picture on the spot. And so here's an excerpt. If you're rushing to the airport and forget your photo ID, good luck being allowed on the plane. But many migrants without an acceptable form of identification, according to airport signs, don't need a photo. They get special treatment. Migrants who have entered the country using President Biden's new CBP, Customs and Border Protection, one app, at least 422,000 of them, can fly domestically without a photo ID? Hmm. So I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to go to the airport and be like, I'm an illegal immigrant. (laughs) Well, do you have the illegal
3: immigrant app? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, how hard can yes, it be to download the app? In fact, I do. You've right? got to be you a know? card carrying illegal immigrants. How hard
1: can it be to download the app, right? I mean Yeah. yeah. It can't be that hard. I, I I've downloaded apps, haven't you? <laughs> uh <laughs> Is a, this
3: the way through the line? Yeah.
1: <laughs> a sign posted in Miami International Airport tells migrants, one, notify the TSA officer <laughs> that you are a migrant. <laughs> Two the TSA officer will take a photo, optional, in parentheses. Three, if requested, provide your alien identification number or biographic information. What?
2: Alien
3: what's identification an, what's an number? A, what's an alien identification number? I have no idea. I mean, Who's the my dystopian authority? guess is that they're like, yeah, well, we've just decided to have all of the horrors of a social security number. <laughs> Without, like, a social security <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> number.
1: <Take> it, this <laughs> continues. This is still from the sign. Taking a photo would allow the Transportation Security Administration officer to confirm the person boarding matches the person pictured in the CBP app. But the airport sign repeats, photo capture <laughs> is voluntary. The migrant trying to board could be anybody. Emphasis added. Mm. <laughs> they, have, they have a picture of it. Oh, my God. Yeah, sure enough. Oh, and then number four, follow officer instructions. <laughs> now, I guess they are referring to them as officers, right? The TSA yeah. employees are TSOs, yeah. tyrannical safety
3: officers. Right, exactly.
1: Something like that.
3: Uh, now, is it alien identification or alien registration? Uh, alien
1: identification number or biographic information.
3: Like, I can't even find that. Here's thing. my
1: biography. <laughs> Uh, frontline.news, you can find a link to either the sign or a post of the sign on the, on the TwitFace. Uh, NewYorkPost.com has a screen cap of the sign, a non-U.S. citizen document validating UCPB1, CBP1 technology. Uh, And so there it is. Uh, Doublespeak. All this raises the question of whether the government's description of its facial recognition technology as convenient and ensuring privacy is political doublespeak. I don't think there's any question. This article has thoroughly vetted whether or not there's any doubt in my mind that this is Huxwellian doublespeak.
3: Huxwellian. That's right. Just Work. take your soma and go back to sleep, Captain. I,
1: I, I worked the, I worked the, uh, the dystopian Portmanteau into the conversation
3: <laughs> today. Big you Brother could, is in control. Take just your shorten soma. that to the
1: disto, the T E A U, dystopian <laughs> Portmanteau disto.
3: Dystopian. dystopian.
1: Helpful. Uh, okay. All this raises the question. Blah blah blah. Helpful professor defines that term while also providing the background to its entry into the English language. So more from uh, officials. The term doublespeak derives from two concepts in George Orwell's famous novel 1984, the term doublethink and newspeak ah, that's yes, yes. frequently occur in the novel, but doublespeak does not. Doublespeak is the language that deliberately distorts, disguises, obscures, hides, or reverses the meaning of words. It may also refer to intentional ambiguity or inversion of meanings. In the latter case, double speak is used to hide the truth or distort it. Here's how George Orwell describes political speech in 1984. Quote, in our time, political speech and writing are largely the defense of the indefensible. Thus, political language has to consist largely of euphemism, question begging, and sheer cloudy vagueness. The great enemy of clear language is insincerity. Insincerity. Where there is a gap between one's real and one's declared aims, one turns, as it were, instinctively to long words and exhausted idioms. William Lutz was the communications consultant who convinced President George Bush in 2002 to abandon the phrase global warming in favor of climate
3: change. In a marketing ploy, let's describe doublespeak in more detail. Yeah, we don't want to get it, locked into something that's it, measurable when we're manipulating it, the population to have global governance. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, I mean, what I, what I was thinking about, double. I mean, so an example that I can think of in recent times, um, different topic, but... The
1: Patriot Act.
2: Well, that would be The one, least but, patriotic but, thing ever written. Right, but... <laughs> The, the COVID vaccine, right? So vaccine, as we probably know, that they actually redefine what that term means. Yeah, okay, Thanks, thanks it, to COVID. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have the meaning that we've had for ages where, you know, in my mind, basically, if you get something, if you put something in your body that's a vaccine, then either you're not going to get it or is, is there's an extremely low chance you're going to get it. Right. So obviously... The jab now is not that, and well, and, okay. and
1: generally the vaccine was made up of a little bit of the thing, right? Yeah. So that right. your body could build up the immunities too, right? right. And but they, but they the keep
2: using places. they keep using the word, yeah, okay, and and people keep getting something put in their body so, that, that doesn't do what a vaccine really does, right? But so they keep the, using that word because, because word literally it literally means yeah. of the cow. Of the cow. Yeah, yeah.
3: it's like okay. another word for bovine. Okay. Like vaccine bovine. Bovine, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Same idea. So right. the reason was because the, where it started was if you cut cowpox, mm-hmm. you wouldn't catch smallpox. Okay. And that's where they first discovered this. So they started deliberately infecting people with cowpox yep. because there was a smallpox e- epidemic. Yeah. So it's Why didn't it they just... just name it bigpox? pox <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. But yeah, no, they they'd found that the milkmaids were completely immune to uh, to smallpox, yep. and they couldn't figure out why for the longest time until yep. they realized, oh, you guys caught cowpox, like every single one of you, yeah, and then you got over it, ah, uh, right. Okay. right. So so they would deliberately infect people with cowpox so that yep. they would be immune to smallpox. Okay. So two things. Number one, yes. Exactly what you're saying. What we used to do is yep. we'd have like either something similar yeah. or a weakened version of the mm-hmm. thing yep. so that your body could learn how to fight that thing right. and not be susceptible to yeah. it. And number two, isn't it something that they're telling you, you need to get the cow like? Yes. <laughs> get the cow thing. I can't, even, I can't even tell you
1: guys how much modern society, even in the US, resembles a, a farm. Right? Um, you know, we are all cows. The milk that we give is, well, money that is taken from us via
3: this thing called taxation. Well, no, 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 The The, the taxation is the method by which they extract the milk. So that's more like the milking machine. What they're actually getting out of us... Is life's effort. Yes. yes. Life's effort and human creative capacity. Yeah. Yeah, which is more annoying. Yeah. Right? It's like, it,
1: it makes you go... Wait, that's even worse, right? Like, oh, they're taxing you, they're taking some of your money. They're stealing from me? No, that's horrible. Well, actually, the taxation is just the mechanism that they use to steal from you. Mm -hmm. What they're actually taking for you
3: is your life's energy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever it is that makes humans human, whatever you want to call that, that's what they're taking from you. No. They're taking a little piece of what someone would call your soul. Mm-hmm. It's just that printing money is the easiest way of taxing, and taxing is the easiest way of getting that special sauce so that they can profit from it and you don't. Yeah, like overt slavery,
1: where like uh, somebody owned 100% of your life's effort, right? Uh, it was pretty cut and dry, mm-hmm. and, and, and you had no say. Now, what they've done, though, is they've turned everybody into sort of slavery lights. They're like, well, what they discovered is the same thing they discovered with cows. With cows, if you keep them all tight in a barn, in their individual stalls, mm. and milk them for all they're worth, eventually they stop giving milk, they become unhealthy, mm. uh, and the farmer's are like, what's going on? We These cows are still young. They should. Mm. And what they found out was that if they just put a fence around some acreage mm. and give the cows the illusion of freedom, For, you know, some period of time every day or Mm -hmm. whatever, that when they come back to the barn and it's time for milking again, ah, they continue to give Mm. them milk. Or better
3: yet, just put a VR headset on them.
1: Is that this act- on cows? Yes, it really?
3: actually does. No yeah, way. Because how can I mean, they move? Y- they, don't. They, they don't. They don't. But there they are. It's still in the same tiny, cramped stall that had gotten them to stop <laughs> producing milk. But because you have simulated the environment of being in an open, fenceless field, look—you're completely free.
1: I mean, I guess uh, growing up in Wisconsin, I did see a number of uh, cow fields where cows just sort of stood there. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't like move around much. Exactly. Right? Why?
3: Why would they need to? They just kind of okay, stand here, chew my cud, digest is basically their job. Wow. So there they are, stuck in this tiny little cell, but they believe that they're free. Uh, it's getting like more and more matrix like every day. Well, and and the obvious thing is realize that you're in a cell, and realize what makes up that cell. Because we aren't kept by by physical means we're kept by social manipulations and the reason they can extract our life's effort is because we keep using the thing that they can make at no cost mm-hmm. whereas if we start making things that they can't make at no cost and use that how we exchange yeah. then we get free we get out of the cell and we get to actually reap the rewards of our life's effort. Or at least be in control of our life's effort, right? Like,
1: the, the premise of uh, libertarianism, anarchism, voluntarism is just self-ownership. Do I own me? Yes, I do. Uh, should I be in control of everything I say, think, and do? Yes, absolutely I should. Should anyone else be able to appoint a master over me? No. Should I be able to appoint a master over anyone else? No. That's, I mean, like, I can't really dumb it down anymore. I can't right.
3: simplify it anymore. Well, so here's what happens, man. I'll tell you, because I had this argument with Bonnie that, like, guess what? If you command someone or buy someone killing someone, you're a murderer. If you hire a hitman, you're just as much a murderer as if you put the knife in yourself. And people believe that that's false. And they believe that you can dilute evil. And because this evil is diluted among 300 million people, it isn't evil anymore. It's weird, that's my argument for
1: voting or not voting, I guess, <laughs> right? Because the obfuscation of of ascribing a master to somebody else or even to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't make it any
3: less evil. Right. And that's that's the trickery. That oh well yeah. well I'm only one three hundred millionth of the genocidal maniac. Yeah,
1: you can't throw like a seven-layer dip in between the evil of like hiring a murderer, right, and your uh your money changing right. hands to you know get them to do
3: it for you. Right. And if you believe that you can dilute responsibility that way, then it all makes total sense. Whereas if you realize the truth that the hitman And the one that hired him are now both guilty of that murder that you don't reduce the power of evil by by getting more people to do it. Right. Well, then you can start to see what's really going on. And this is
1: why I I continually refer to like things like presidents dropping bombs. Right. Because
2: they are just as guilty Mm -hmm. as the guy who pulled the trigger. Yeah. Well, they, they are the commander in chief. Right. Yeah. By their their own title.
3: Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Neither of you is the least bit less guilty. Not for, I. well, I didn't get my hands dirty. Or, well, I was just following orders. Right. Well, you're both guilty. 100%.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can't obscure uh, right and wrong by inserting levels of bureaucracy uh, or, or otherwise attempting to obscure responsibility for the actions. I agree. I I can't think of a a better way to sort of, like, simplify that for everyone uh, who's listening.
3: Well, that's what the Matrix is. That's what's distracting us and giving us an illusory world and keeping us from realizing the truth of our own power. Because if we were actually profiting off of the technological innovations that we're making, we would be wealthy beyond our imagination, and they would run out of power.
1: We are out of time. Thank you, Peakless Mountaineer, for joining me. Good to see you again, Kahuna. Thank Thank you you for joining as well. Thank you to all of our listeners and our callers as well. We hope you had a good time. If you missed any part of tonight's broadcast, find the archives over at freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace.